Warning, this podcast contains scenes of explicit nonsense and lore. Previously on the Resident Evil Podcast. Ability to do his job, and I don't know which one of those is better, you know? Like, they're both not bad and or good. I've got the answer right for you. It, it's the original. <laughs> That's the official answer. You know, I was so disappointed when I finally unlocked um, Toy Uncle. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just an advert for Mega Man. Batman, and any comments on G4, uh, G3? Well, I just thought I was on drugs when he started <laughs> around the buildings. <laughs> like, are we going to get some sort of reimagining of the clock tower fight, and then he just sort of jumped on the side of the building and started doing circles? I was like, what's going on here? These remakes, man, they do me in, I tell you. <laughs> Welcome to episode 61 of the Resident Evil Podcast, a podcast that has been remade so many times the true events of the zombie apocalypse in Bristol in episode 21 may never be known. I'm Nick, better known as Neptune, and yes, you're going to need a bigger boat. My lockdown diet starts Monday. Let's see who's joining us today. He got ripped on the T-Virus in just six weeks. It stars Tyrant. Hey, hello. His country is virus-free, but our tests show that he's still full of it. Knowledge, that is. It's Rombi. <laughs> Hi, how's it going? And our special guest for this evening, he's from Kentucky, but he's no chicken. It's Yoke! <laughs> you son of a bitch, hello. <laughs> Coming up on today's podcast, we'll be looking at all the latest Resident Evil news, both gaming and site news. There's some big news, of course, that's happened, with our main discussion being the recent reveal and the uh, announcement trailer of Resident Evil 8. Or should I say Resident Evil Village? Hmm. We're also going to be bringing back the most welcome sub-discussion, and we're going to be talking about a recent law change with the Las Plagas, which you may have seen uh, being teased by Capcom. And we'll be uh, ending, of course, with another edition of Neptune's Biohazard Quiz. So, further ado, we'll start the news... First bit of news, obviously, is uh, Resident Evil 8 trailer has been released. This was part of the PlayStation 5 event. We're not going to spend too long, too much time talking about it here because it's going to be the main focal point of the podcast. But more generic points at the moment, only been announced for Xbox Series X, PlayStation 5, and Steam slash PC. That's concerning, I think, for a, a number of people, myself included, as to whether it's going to be a cross-gen title and whether we're going to see it on PlayStation 4 and Xbox. You can see the trailer, we've got it on our own YouTube page, as well as my reaction video, if you want to uh, <laughs> have some reaction to that. But, yeah, everyone's thoughts on whether it is just going to be exclusively next-gen? I think it is, Nick, unfortunately. I think I'm pretty sure there's even been a dialogue on that. Mm, I was going to say the, the, the developer's video implied that the uh, engine has been upgraded for next generation and therefore focused entirely on providing that. Yeah, I would assume they would have said it was cross-gen right from the get-go anyway. 
Yeah. Like I was going to say, and that would be the same if there was ever going to be inclusivity. Obviously, there's not, but if they would do it, do it straight away to effect, I think. I think my hope was that it's just because it was a PS5 event, so next gen event, they're going to go, oh, yes, yeah, mm. you know, because th- th- I think the next bit of information that we've got is coming in August. Well, so. yeah, but that, that, that follow up developer thing mentions the Series X and Steam, though, as well, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, they would have. They would have said it there if it was coming. That's PS4 and, and Xbox One. And uh, and and I think the other part of it, I think, is just the general like focus on the scope and scale of obviously what they're doing. It's obviously powered by those those players. It's interesting though because like obviously some developers, especially a lot of the stuff to do with the Xbox, have kind of focused more on those generational titles. But there hasn't been a lot of that so far. We'll talk about the PlayStation titles, so I feel like that's probably part and parcel. Uh, I think I've mentioned this in our Discord. Resident Evil doesn't actually. Get- a lot of releases very early on in a in a console's lifespan so one assumes this is going to be quite early on um, perhaps january to march 2021 and that's that is early for a lot of consoles with resident evil normally yeah i was going to say the closest other than that was probably the u.s european releases of code because they were within three to four months of the Dreamcast coming out, but the actual console had been out in Japan by that stage. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I, I from my own personal, I remember specifically waiting till Code Veronica, and that didn't come out. What that took a while for that to come out. A remake on GameCube was at least that's nearly a year. I uh, think. Was it? I think I'm. I'm trying to remember when the GameCube released. I think it was 2001. It was probably within a year. Within the year, so. But it's still not not a few months. We're not talking like at near. They end up getting it out. Yeah, a year within a year. Of remake 3 which I assume is the plan by the financial year March yeah, as you're saying then yeah within 3 to 4 months of the console's release that's pretty and pretty big deal for Capcom so get saving folks next gen's going to cost a lot of money <laughs> no no price for uh, anything for either Xbox mm, or there, Playstation but there was I was going to say there was a story today where the PlayStation CEO was talking about not so much a cheaper console but value for money, which makes it imply that maybe they're thinking about charging a little bit more than people are expecting for it. And obviously Microsoft has not shied away from the fact that they're saying this is a premium product. You know, $599. Uh, it's <laughs> never going to be as bad as, uh, I don't think it's never going to be as bad as uh, the uh, PS3 and, and those sorts of reviews. <laughs> what what but, a uh, conference that was. God, yeah. That's why you stick but, uh, with but, the PC. <laughs> but but you say that, but the thing is, I I, I don't I don't know if that's it used to be the case, but I feel like with the way the cost of graphics cards goes these days, and how fast the movement is on the performance level of those, and especially when a new console generation comes out, because all of a sudden less of a void for at least the start of the generation between those platforms, the graphics cards that kind of go beyond that become very expensive, and it takes a while for it to catch up. So that was a good yeah, point. it's it's just it's just one of those things. I think I think there's no real true. I mean, I, to me, PC the benefits of PC are less about cost than they are you know say modifications and tweaking your performance and getting extra filtering options that perhaps a console especially later in a scenario can't do and 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 those benefits definitely outweigh any potential costs along with your PC. yeah i'm, or, I'm already but, thinking of the amazing mods that are going to be in resident Evil 8 exactly yeah that's that's totally it i mean you can when you know chris a PC actually add a boulder <laughs> <laughs> It's that's that's it, you know. Like it will be very interesting to see. But yeah, Nick, yeah, you might need to start saving. Next bit of new sales figures news. Oh yes, so globally, the Resident Evil series has now sold over a hundred million units, making it the most successful Capcom series ever. Remake Three has sold. 2.5 million copies worldwide 
uh, the, the last point of re recording. Remake 2 is now 6.6. .6. Good old Resident Evil 7 flying the flag at 7.5 million copies. Kind of surprised it outselling Master Hunter. It is, yeah. It's doing really well. I think it's just the, the stability of these, these titles. I mean, 2 was obviously well received. 7... I mean, it's still a showcase for VR. So if people are packing picking up VR packages, they quite often got seven included. I guess or it's getting recommended to them. Yeah, it's crazy. Each each the the the, the, the games are still selling very well. Two and a half million for remake three, not bad. I think it's slightly lower than twos at the same period. Yeah. How many of those people though, Nick, can actually remember playing it? <laughs> Falls off a cliff because it just—it's just faded away, hasn't it? Well, this uh, yeah, this is what I've been saying. It, it hasn't quite had the same um, longevity, should we say, as Remake Two? Uh, not quite that that hook, I think. But still, it's it's doing you know it's it's doing quite well. Resistance news. Two lots of news here uh, since our last podcast. So, uh, firstly, Nikolai was added as a new mastermind to the game, along with some bug patches as well. And Nikolai brings with him the Nemesis as his ultimate BOW to battle against Jill and the other survivors. Uh, on top of that, we've had another update uh, fairly recently on June the 12th. A new prison map was added. Uh, matchmaking uh, was still uh, an issue at that point, but I think that's been resolved like today hasn't there now been a new matchmaking ability put into it to help you uh, level up a bit better with players i'm sure i saw something uh, like I, I i did see something about that though i mean they've been constantly making tweaks through those other patches trying to improve it so i assume this is just a continuation rollout of, of trying to push that forward i mean as and sean is well aware this is like one of the worst things about that game is that the, the matchmaking was not exactly well thought out start if if when it's loading it tells you that like the mastermind is like you know anything above level 20 and your partners are like you know rank three or four then there's no chance you're going to even probably get out of the first room really okay yeah uh, there's also a lot there's lots been lots of issues um on the pc version in the sense that lots of cheaters and hackers and capcom have been quite happy for people to report them <laughs> send send your videos and clips to capcom themselves and they'll try and get rid of them which is uh, which is something, but I don't think the PC version is is very popular. From what I've been hearing, the uh, the console versions are still still got a bit of an online community, but the, uh, the 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 PC Steam version isn't isn't quite getting the traction that perhaps Capcom wanted. So I think that I think the game has not had the traction that perhaps Capcom wanted either. I mean, it's obviously not as it's not nearly as dire as something like Umbrella Corpse, but uh, but obviously, yeah, the number of people I've heard kind of in that same vein as you, Nick, and, and this is no slight against you, but it's kind of like one of those things. Oh, I got Resident Evil Three, and you know, that was like I didn't even install. No, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, like that's it's a it's a really common thing. I think I think Capcom may have missed that opportunity. I think it was a mistake to create independent launches for them. On an aesthetic value, I can kind of understand that, but I think if you had made the launcher for Re Resistance in Remake Three, that was part of it, people would have been more likely to try it. I think just the people that weren't so sure. But if you have to install a separate game, you know, as part of it, people are just like, oh, I won't bother. You know, mm. I think I think there's a I think that was the mistake. Yeah, that's kind of the issue I had when I first uh, got it. I didn't even know where it was in the menu system, and someone had to tell me that, oh, you had to download it separately. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Besides that, I didn't yeah. install it anyway because I'd rather play Umbrella Corpse than fucking Resistance. Whoa, that's, I'm that's, that guy. Uh, that's you are that guy. That's a that's a, <laughs> that's a tall that's call, a man. 
between Yoke giving it a high five there and Nick, you know, contemplating his next gen plans as to, you know, whether he'll be able to carry on his physical copy. And brother, of course, a bit of a U-turn on this show. <laughs> <laughs> Saying that, though, I, I wouldn't mind someone, if anyone could, uh, send us a cover for Resistance that we can print out. And so we've got a little extra box for it. That would be wonderful. <laughs> Just have a little something you know, in the collection. Jokes like aside, though, Nick, I do wonder whether they will, in an effort to boost numbers at a later date, like release it for a budget price separately, so you yeah. don't need to buy the three make. You know, like just chuck it on the network and Xbox Live for like you know fifteen quid. Sell it separately. Yeah. Collection. Still, probably not a physical physical copy, unfortunately, no. Nick. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, Nick, uh, you, you disgust me, Nick. <laughs> Site news. We do have a bit of site news, actually. Uh, so we have a new editorial out. So it's our first kind of major update on our website since since it launched over on ResidentEvilPodcast.com. And it's from myself, so one, that's always nice. So my in-depth analysis of Confidential Report. Yes, you can't get a podcast without me mentioning them. And lo and behold, we now have a 50-page editorial that you can download and read in your own pleasure. If you've been listening to the podcast for years and going, what the hell is Neptune talking about? Well, now you can find out. So it's basically a code version of the two editorials I did years ago, uh, much more succinctly written, should we say, and uh, presents lots of interesting ideas and theories about the BOWs involved, the MS virus, which is the matchless soldier virus, for you to, to, to ponder over. I had some nice feedback from people, so thank you everyone who has downloaded, but that's over on our features page on our website. Have you guys read it? Please lie. You can lie. Yeah, this is one of the crickets on the thing. It was the, 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 uh, the, the most amazing editorial since uh, Batman's timeline. Like, <laughs> it's right up there. <laughs> That's genius, Rob. Um, and since, you know, Capcom's stance now, Nick, is that everything is canon pretty much, you know. Yeah, um, it may as well be canon now. So It has less contradictions than Remake 3. That's a, oh. that's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, nothing, ne- to, nothing ne- to show multiple ne- nemesis weren't in res- in Raccoon City. Nothing to say they weren't. Next, next you'll be trying to tell me Gaiden's canon. <laughs> oh wait, hang on. <laughs> Watch this space. Uh, this, is, this podcast is slowly creeping back into controversy after having <laughs> you know years now of being you know clean as a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it all started with this unraveling about how awesome Umbrella Corps is, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> That's just facts right there. <laughs> More site news. Uh, you probably have seen on your podcast app on Podbean as well, but we've done our first canonical audio commentary. Yay! We dug the depths of the live action films we climbed up a bit to the 4d executor video which is on our youtube page and finally we did resident evil degeneration uh, which was recorded a couple of weeks ago and is now available to download so if you are subscribed to us on podbean or uh, itunes you can check that out as well i was just gonna say as a preview um to all leon fans we can only apologize for his comparisons to a cardboard um cut out <laughs> or, or or a plank of wood <laughs> 
<laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, we just as a remark, we were all watching basically the PAL version, possibly with the exception of Mr. Spencer. Who knows what version he was watching? And so you might get a slight time difference if you're perhaps watching in America, which has a slightly different frame rate. That, that's been responded to quite well as well. So um, we, we enjoy doing them. It's a nice bit of fun relief to, to watch some of these. And um, we do have more coming out. And Yoke, I believe you were involved. My what? <laughs> <laughs> you, yes, you were. He's erased that oh, from his mind already. <laughs> so, it was that uh, traumatic for him. <laughs> I, I will deny everything. <laughs> <laughs> Except so, for his love for Umbrella Corp. Except for <laughs> that. Oh, that that's, you know, I'm not ashamed of that. So, no, uh, in truth, you, you, can't es- you can't escape your past, Yoke. But yeah, it, in reality, ah. we, we, we do have Resident Evil Extinction audio commentary coming soon. Uh, yeah, fe- yeah. Featuring Yoke. So he provided his insight. Alcohol may have been involved in that recording. I will <laughs> say that. <laughs> That does conclude all the news, so we'll now turn our attention to a discussion. Recent reveal of the Plagas. Las Plagas. Literally the pest or the plague. It attaches itself to the victim's nervous system, working its way through the lungs and the heart to eventually gain control of the central nervous system through the spinal cord. Symptoms of the infected include coughing up blood, fainting, hallucinations, appearance of blood around the eyes, swelling and discoloration of the blood vessels and a discoloration of the iris typically in red when all else fails look at the eyes those are the symptoms but what does it actually do in short it makes them very strong and highly resistant to pain and not just humans because it is highly adaptable it can possess other organisms as well how is it so effective one theory is that las plagas has a collective intelligence what you might call a hive mind communicating via ultra high frequency sound waves those are the basics now let's get a bit more specific the dominant strain plaga was designed to allow the host to retain complete control of the parasite in addition to being able to control their own they can also control a subordinate parasite in others and they are capable of causing dramatic mutations in themselves at will there are very few side effects to the host's mental capabilities but it can give them incredible strength a host carrying this plaga could remain virtually unchanged as long as they suppress the parasite's mutagenic powers if however they wish to do so they are capable of bizarre and extreme mutations of their bodies through its use because of the level of control of the dominant strain plaga Belikova's scientists were able to create a sort of master-slave relationship between humans and bioorganic weapons not unlike say a queen bee and her workers this means that a human host who has injected the dominant strain could gain control of a liquor to the point of making it as submissive and docile as a puppy so keen observers of Resident Evil news would have noticed quite subtly that Capcom have opened up a bit of a can of worms should we say so this relates to remake 3 and Resident Evil 4. So if you've played Remake 3, you'll know that the Nemesis seemingly has the ability to have to, well, to, to create any alpha parasitic zombies, which is just a nuisance, quite frankly. And this was an addition to Remake 3. And ever, not, not pe- to be honest, people just didn't really think much of it. It was just uh, almost their version of Crimson Heads, and they gave off quite a nice, nice death to people if you got too close to them. Afterwards, Capcom have now said, well, actually, the any alpha which was always a genetically modified parasite, which was obviously injected into a tyrant, was based on 
the pl last plague as parasite we see in resident evil 4 now what's quite interesting about this theory is it possibly hints at a remake 4 because there's no real reason why they would need to mention it but secondly uh, long-term fans will know that as soon as resident evil 4 came out the links between the any alpha parasite and last plague us were, were quite rampant in the community back then and there's all sorts of toing and froing as to whether they were connected but up until uh, only recently they were very much an individual organism the last plagas being a millennia old uh, ancient parasite found in well, southern europe possibly africa as well and then the any alpha was a genetically modified parasite created in umbrella europe now, the new bit of information is that Umbrella seemingly knew about the Las Plagas parasite and based the uh, any alpha parasite on it to basically make a synthetic version of the Las Plagas parasite. So think of it as a bit like the Plagas you see in Damnation. That was the goal. So Umbrella knew about it and made it. That is a change of the law and uh, it's raised a bit of discussion in the in the Discord and in, well, in the community generally about how and why such a law change was implemented. Sean, we'll start with you. What, what, how, how was your take on, on, on this? Without at risk of being a parody uh, of myself, I've taken a bit of a break this last month from the series because the news of Remake 4, um, well, the, the leak of Remake 4, sort of pushed me over an edge of sorts. And after Remake 3, like did doing its doing its best to dismantle and fracture what has been a fairly robust law up until now. Reading it, Nick, in all honesty, was a bit disheartening because it just tells me they're going to ch make further changes as we go further into like the remakes of the of the series. And and this clearly has been done because they're setting up something for you know remake four, and they're going to have to change it quite a bit because if if Umbrella knew about if Umbrella knew about Los Plagas enough that they could make a synthetic version of it in the NE Alpha, doesn't that kind of render like Wesker's mission into Spain completely moot? Because by this point, he's got the Red Queen after Umbrella Chronicles, so theoretically all the data and everything should be there. And, th and this, this is the big law problem. So people, I think a lot of people jumped on it and said, oh my god, this is dr dramatically changes everything. It, it doesn't specifically, because it, it's not, the any alpha isn't the last Plagas, but what, what Capcom are now saying is that Umbrella knew about it, possibly, who knows, is it perhaps that they're going to make, make Resident Evil 5 which kind of hints at the Plagas being there earlier. Perhaps they knew about it. But as sure, as you just said, Sean, they had a, seemingly had enough data on it to be able to make a fake version of it. I think there's two facets to this that are the only way you could correspond this where it's going to be explained. One, Umbrella's intention wasn't originally to make a synthetic version. They wanted to get the actual one, but the problem is that the control of them is was problematic, obviously, as we witness, and you have to have someone who's like the control person. Secondly, I would say the only other way to, to, to justify it is to say that the synthetic version was flawed somehow. It's inferior compared to the actual thing, which is why Umbrella try and get the original version, which would then explain why Wesker would see that as a much more potential option than saying taking that synthetic information. He still knows that that would inferior. And that's the only way you could line those ideas up. It's still keep, yeah. keep that consistent. Within the same that, narrative. Yeah. 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 Without changing. I mean, it, it, exactly. A lot of it, it's not one of those ones like, I, I look at it, it's not like a serious retcon. It's just changing information to 
influence potential story further storytelling if you were going and the series is no stranger to doing this i mean we like we've said numerous times on on this podcast that like you know one of the things that the series can do is it can in a later game add something to the lore that makes like a previous game better you know a lot of people mm. felt like resident evil 4 was vindicated in many ways after like five added some things to like the plagos and then it took ideas that that game did and, and expanded them and everything and this is in a sense no different to that but it's just kind of irrelevant unnecessary i feel and like you know if this was done back in the day nick uh, back in the back in the days when it when the theories were right you know it probably would have been seen as a really clever link but now yeah. it just now it just it feels like a bit of a stretch now because evidently, you know, because of the leaks, we know there is a four remake on the way. And it's just, again, it's a question I constantly ask is, where do these changes end? Like, how far can you go before you you, you shatter the law completely? And comments Somewhere like... Somewhere along. I was just going to finish by saying, like, comments from Capcom saying, you know, everything's canon and, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's the OG or the remake, they're all canon. You know, it, there has to be some give somewhere because that's just not how it works, unfortunately. My thoughts are is that they're going to try and fill this line through and try and connect this again to even 7 and now 8, somewhere down the line, to try and tie all these things together, which is yet to be seen. And I don't know if it's a good thing or not. It's just one of those things that they're obviously going to do. We've talked about this before as well. Like, obviously, the big gap in the idea of what happened to Umbrella is was perhaps a, a not great decision made in 2000. Four to five when it came to it, like just basically explaining Umbrella's demise in some text, and I think they're trying to give more gravitas to the to the fall of Umbrella and the search if they are going to expand upon that in a remake of Four by there's, doing things like this. There's a, there's an unbelievable irony to all this in that you know Resident Evil Four, the, you know the original version, kind of ruined the, the law for a lot of people, you know, with the direction it chose to take Umbrella and the series. And in, in many ways, it was such a devastating thing it did that we're still, in, in so many ways, still feeling the course correct from that 15 years later. It's not something I, I feel like the series has ever really truly recovered from was, you know, when Mikami decided to scrap it and, and do what he did. And I just find it, like, hilariously ironic that, you know, we'll probably, we are going to be almost certainly looking at a remake of 4 in a couple of years' time. And already it's starting to change things and upset the law again. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm not looking forward to another fucking 15-year course correct after this. <laughs> Blasted Resident Evil 4. I know, it's just, I just find it hilarious how it just it seems to just come full circle. Mm. This game. Well, to, play, to play devil's advocate, for the longest time, I've always seen people want Resident Evil 4 to make more sense and to fit into mm. the lore more. And with this remake, possibly, that's going to be happening. Do you think that's exactly not what they should be doing with the remake? No, see, that's where I get a bit, I get a bit funny. I, I, and I, it's a, it's a great sentiment and a good idea, but I think I'm, I'm a big believer of you have to live with your mistakes sometimes. And like Resident Evil Four has its place now. You know, it has led to some better and some worse things. And if you don't have that organic process that you go through, we're just going to live in like a sort of revisionist timeline that I'm not my, sure is healthy for law. My concern too is the track record is not positive that that's going to happen. If if two and three remakes were authentic, more authentically placed to the originals and only embellished and added interesting lore to it and had those chances to potentially, not saying there's anything wrong with the original, but like, you know, 
not to to yeah to create more links and even between themselves like there's a massive disconnect in between the two remakes and they supposedly were being developed around the same time it's like well why didn't you, you think about the idea of doing crossover between these a lot like that doesn't put confidence into me that a remake of four is going to uh better things that the original did wrong they're probably going to make all new mistakes like it's it's no, wait, not you mean like that skit by any chance <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even trying to infer that, but yes, like yeah, that's what I mean. Like you, it doesn't. It, it, I wasn't. There wasn't confidence built by the previous two remakes that tell me that a remake of four is going to improve the original. The chances are it's not. It's either going to be very different or very different and much worse. One or the other. There's not. There's not. There's not an option there where it's going to be very different and probably better because the original is so well renowned you take it away from take the lore part out of it and just as a game like it's well respected in the gaming community like it's one of those significant tentpole releases that people went wow that changed the industry capcom thinks that it has the opportunity to to strike twice on this i think it's a a fool's errand i think they should leave well enough alone but they'll do what they think's right and with the consequences yeah this is this of all the remakes has the one to spectacularly backfire the most because of its status within not just the resident evil community but the video game industry at large it is as i said in a previous episode it's a video game darling isn't it it is it is and it'd just be interesting with 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 this change with with what they're gonna do the plague us they're gonna go because i think in the timeline it's not really discovered until by the uh salazars and the whatnots um you know much until after 1998 after the umbrella demise so if they're going to keep it going is it going to is resident Evil 4 going to become the downfall of umbrella game that has been rumored are, are they going to add things i mean a lot of another popular theory that goes around i think john mentions it in his even in his timeline is that perhaps the plagas was a an original parasitic organism that ingested the sonotrap flowers and it kind of adapted to the progenitor virus, which would explain a hell of a lot, which would be a nice little link. You know, that could be another thing they could they could implement. But then, if you're going to remake Resident Evil 4, are you going to make re- remake Resident Evil 5? I'd say the answer is probably yes. And then it goes back to Sean's earlier question, which is, when do you stop with the remakes? Until we get to 7 again. <laughs> but that's what I mean. This is what, this is what I was saying before, where this, this is the opportunity where they go, right, okay, so we're, we're definitely going to retie this all back to 7, we're, we're seven and even 8 kind of focuses so that we make sure we've got this true narrative but yeah it is it's inevitable that then you have to remake five and and then you do you have to remake six as well like <laughs> skip, just skip six entirely please nah. but the way people have been acting online uh they also want to quote veronica remake which is uh, quite amazing but i do agree that a resident four remake no matter what they do is probably going to fail because you got the people who like if they do the uh, progenitor flower connection you got people who don't want that connection at all like it should be it's a separate thing so i don't think it's going to make everyone happy at all this and- is this is the thing that i've i've been noticing especially since and, and we'll, we'll probably talk a little bit of this with regards to the reveal this week but it's like and i've said this before that the franchise is so many different things to so many different people the different types of games and different types of stories that there's no way that any release is ever going to please everyone the only way you're going to you're going to potentially lower risk is not remaking for at all 
But if you release it, you definitely know you're not going to please everyone. There's always going to be some group or some person or some like fans of a particular part of the franchise or the original game or whatever that you're going to annoy. Well, see, that's, uh, I think I was talking to Sonny Bauer about that one day. Like, How amazing would it be if they don't even remake the Resident 4 proper? They just make a completely different game and just call it Resident 4 Remake. 3 is almost like that. Like To me, three is, the 3 make is like that. There's not a lot it has it has touchstones, but it's definitely almost a new game in some respects. Yeah. Especially, I've seen a lot of interesting like opinions about people wanting three point five to replace uh, four now, mm-hmm. which I I don't know how that would go over. Like that would be kind of amazing and funny just to see the reaction. Well, if they really want to go on a limb, they could kind of like do a a semi type Gaiden remake with three point five because there was always hints and tints that that was all going to kind of link in in terms of infection and you know Leon being pre infected at the beginning of three point five. Why not? If you, if you want to call it Resident Evil Four, whatever. You know they're not mm. really, they're not exactly calling Resident Evil Eight Eight, are they? So I think the number conventions being thrown out the window. Why not make Resident Evil Four remake, but just have it as the downfall of Umbrella Game and keep Resident Evil Four OG as it is. But then you'll just have people arguing about whether or not the <laughs> Umbrella Umbrella and Darkside Chronicles tellings of events and the extra scenarios oh, that relate to yeah. like Leon and stuff and Claire and uh, so Chris and Jill in those are they still canon are they not canon like it just it's, it's it, it, never you say a, it's all not, canon not a situation. and go on it's fine it's all canon just move on <laughs> well, wait hang on that's what they're doing that's what they're doing right now isn't it like <laughs> the thing is at some point and I, and I know Capcom have a job to do with promoting like the new games and like you know we've said before they're not going to turn around and say uh, Resident Evil 3 remake is non-canon don't buy it but at some point there will need to be some sort of clarification on like what the canon is moving forward because you know we've already touched upon like the differences and the changes between OG 3 and remake 3 if they ever did like an archives 3 book you're not going to have like the, the the fucking page split down the middle and have both games you know mentioned side by side and both being canon it just can't work the, the irony is sean though you're making this comment about the fact that you have to create a situation where you explain things capcom's looking at four, like doing a full remake is it's almost that is that thing like you know what i mean like have remaking four if if you use it as an opportunity to change things like say with umbrella story it has to explain why that's doing that and someone will have to make a statement somewhere along all they had to do is in those archive books to just be like, well, there have been reports that this or this happened to this character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there have been reports that Nemesis had more than two, three forms or some bullshit. But that, that if you go to the Resident Evil 3 wiki page, that's exactly what they've done. I mean, they've done a really decent job of, of doing it and they're following the kind of current view that it's all canon. It, it's awful. It's absolutely awful. And it goes, one account of Carlos then says he goes off to the RPD. Another account of Carlos says he doesn't. One account says Jill then transported on the uh, underground. The other account says she escaped, she went on she went on an overground tram. It It's awful. And that's you know, and I'll, I'll give them kudos for having a go at putting it into one document. But by all means, check check, check it out. Check out the Resident Evil Three page under the story bit, and read it and go. If 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 that is acceptable to people as being what what you want from a Resident Evil storyline, something that has organically built up over the past twenty. 25 years now into a relatively cohesive storyline localizations and all if that is what you want then that's fine 
And I, I just don't think it's acceptable. I have a video of this coming out, folks, at some point, so you can. Uh, yes, we will. Um, we'll keep you posted on that. So yeah, I, I think we've kind of hit the nail on the head. Here. The the actual change by Capcom, which in many ways is almost like adding Sergey to the mansion incident, isn't it? it? It it's not huge on itself, but what it represents is quite significant, and the the way forward with storyline and narrative is quite important. So that's why we thought we'd have a quick sub-discussion on it, just to kind of like lay it on the table to everyone. Because, you know, there's there's a big chunk of the fandom that, you know, that don't care. Um, more power to you, I say. That's fine. Enjoy the games at, by, by all means. We look at it probably too in-depth, and, Cap- and that's exactly what Capcom are probably telling you as well, going, don't listen to these people. They're, they're, too, they're too involved, but, you know. Yeah, don't take it too seriously. Don't take That's it why too I've seriously. I've, I've backed away because I've gotten too much of a headache trying to think of everything. Thank you, Resident Evil 6, for that. I'm, I'm just waiting for it to come out that Sadler was an umbrella scientist. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that would be one, that would arguably be one way of tying that I in. mean, this is... Well, that's going along with that joke meme that's going around that obviously there's going to be Nest 3 underneath the <laughs> yeah. castle. Hell you know, why, 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 why wouldn't you at that point? You know, if you're saying Sadler's a former umbrella scientist with his own lab, yeah, that's neat. We hope you enjoyed that. That was just a little brief discussion on Plague. Something you may not have picked up on uh, in the news because it was kind of swept under the rug a bit by Capcom. Uh, but just something we wanted to bring to your attention as well as the canon scenario. It was a throwaway line too, wasn't it, on Resistance, wasn't it? Ridiculous. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it, is, it does feel like an afterthought. It's like, oh yeah, they're, they're connected. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, the big news, of course. So we now turn our attention to the brand new reveal for Resident Evil 8. I mean, Resident Evil Village. Long ago, a young girl went with her mother to pick berries for her father, who was hard at work. But the forest greeted them with a dark, cold silence. The bushes empty. Yet determined to find the berries, the rascal broke free of Mother's grasp and vanished into the trees. Mother's worried cries faded fast as the girl ran on, over vine, under branch, and into the forest deep. What is it with that creepy story? It's just a local tale. You're really into that stuff? Quit being so paranoid. Friendly. Who are you? Who sent you? What are you? They're coming. Who is?
Sorry, Ethan. What? Hey! So the trailer dropped right at the end of the PlayStation 5 reveal. You can watch my reaction video. What you don't see is the fact that the previous hour was me going on. When is it? Come on, come on, come on. Uh, that kind of thing. I filmed the whole thing. But there we go. So it took its there time. Some to good, uh, there were some good games in that lineup. I'm sorry. You sat the, through an hour of like some pretty solid trailers. I did. No, that's a fair point. I did. There's some good stuff. There's some good stuff, especially if you like 3D platforming games, which I do. So that's good. Um, but yeah, the the trailer dropped at the end, and you can obviously see it on our YouTube channel. I would, well, personally, we'll do, do some preliminary thoughts from from everyone here. My personal view was that it looks absolutely fantastic. I am delighted that we are carrying on with in first person. I felt that actually it worked brilliantly well in with the RE engine I think it works well using first person to do, to actually get really uh, into the exploratory mode and it brought back for me like in, in 7 that, that sense of picking up useless items just to hear what you know, to see what they say and have a good good nose round and I'm really excited about seeing what we can find in the undergrowth in that cabin thing that we see there looks to be lots of things to be able to pick up I'm really uh, I'm really excited about that so and, and of course, my boy Ethan's back. A one-shot character. An avatar. Oh no, my friend. He's an important that's character. A, that's a dangerous opinion to have there, Nick. It's a very you dangerous like Ethan? Love Ethan. I think, oh, it, it's one of those... If I ever to compile a list of games that really and profoundly affected me during my 30-odd years of playing games, Resident Evil 7 would be it. I just fell straight into the role of Ethan. And that first-person view really helped amplify that that what they're going for with with seven so i am delighted that they're sticking with first person and for sean's sake because i know he has it i'm hoping that they're going to be announcing in august that this is going to be in vr as well because uh resident evil 7 in vr really is something else but yes, um, we'll, we'll talk. We're going to go through the kind of trailer, talk about the key points uh, in more so. But my 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 thoughts, and you can see in my reaction, is that I was speechless at the time because I think it looks fantastic. I think it was a good representation of gen of this gen next gen, sorry, uh, graphic capabilities as well. But I can't wait. Stars. I think it looks really interesting, and um, as as someone who uh, encourages franchises and whatnot to to go forth into new directions and things like that i like the fact that it doesn't look uh, it, you know it, it's clearly continuing on from what seven did but it looks different enough from seven to be its own thing my initial reaction was muted i will say on the night but there's a specific reason for that regarding leaks that we'll go into later but i i think it i think it looks it looks fine i mean it, it's such a, a brief little announcement trailer there's nothing massively juicy in there, bar a couple of like you know the bigger moments. Uh, but it sets the tone well. The atmosphere looks looks good. You get your uh, you know skulking around the woods at night, Nick. By the look of it, which I hope so. For a long time. <laughs> I hope um, so. And the story looks it looks interesting. I'll say that. And a couple of the uh, a couple of the theories regarding the identity of the witches, if that pans out as. What people think will be one of this will make this one of the most darkest, miserable entries in the series so far. I think it'll uh, it'll it'll prove to be quite divisive if that's the case. I think. Uh, Yoke, what were your initial thoughts after you watched the trailer? I felt nothing. <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing. 
I just I was numb after it. I was like, okay, that happened, and I went on to doing something else. <laughs> Brutal. I, I I don't know. Like that's just my reaction to Resident Evil nowadays. It's like, okay, that's a thing that's happening. It's like everyone's like, oh, it looks amazing. I'm like, okay, that's that's standard. It's it should look good. It does look interesting. Yeah, there's some interesting stuff, but that to me is just like I don't know what the hell's going on. But that's why it's interesting. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. I find like the rumors and leaks a little bit more uh, tantalizing than what I saw. Because at the very end, you have you know Chris spoilers shooting Mia multiple times, and it's just like, oh, this is probably going to be like Resident Evil Six all over again, where this means nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, see so, what well, a bit like the, the Leon and Chris. Yeah, they're probably going to hype it up. Same thing for five. Like, oh, Jill's dead. Oh, six. Chris or Chris and Leon are fighting. Oh my God, Chris just shot Mia. Isn't that crazy? Like, nah, it's probably not gonna be anything. Mia's probably fine. They do that in movies though, as well. Though, I mean, it's quite. You know, I'm, I'm thinking recently Rise that's, of Skywalker, the, 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 the kind of dark ray thing. <gasps> Does she turn? No. <laughs> well, we know point. it could be a bloody mold hallucination, couldn't it? Easily. No, it's true. Or it could be, you know, Mia still has, uh, you know, regeneration. So it's like, oh, I'm fine. Hold on. Let me just, you know, take these bullets out. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it's actually a good point there, you know, considering, like, the amount of damage she gets, uh, you know, unleashed upon in Seven, you know, axes in the neck and things like that. You know, this, this could just merely be a flesh wound to her. <laughs> <laughs> Although you'd like to think he's using the Albert model with the, uh, you know, the um, ram, ram around. Rombie, what, what, what was your, what was your thoughts? It was quite a jam-packed trailer. I, I think I worked out very early on in the trailer when it started. I was like, oh, this is clear. It's just that look of the RE engine about it. I think it was like the first shot of the interior village. There's a lot of little things throughout that trailer that have been intentionally put in to be both tantalizing and potentially misleading. And that's the sign of... It's kind of exactly what you're saying. It's like, it's to get people interested in talking and there's a lot in there, but it's, I guess it's not the point of a trailer yeah, I'm. I'm still intrigued. It's it's interesting enough. I'm I'm not sold on the setting, but I'm interested to see more human characters being involved as it kind of showcases throughout the trailer, which is an interesting thing to me. I think more than yeah. anything, really, that there's actually other people. Well, that's the a series nice. Doesn't do that a lot. That is a nice segue because uh, that, that was my first a major discussion point. I think we can. So let, let, let's start with the return of Ethan. Someone I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about coming back, um, but I, I certainly take people's points from the from Resident Evil Seven. He he was supposed to be this kind of avatar type character, someone that you were there. It didn't really matter who he was. He himself wasn't particularly important to the storyline, other than you know experiencing what he needed to experience. So the argument has been, and I, I'll take it on board that his story's done you know he's rescued his wife and that's it but one of the my complaints about a lot of resident evil titles not necessarily the games but more more, more of the cgi films but they've they've come at the same time is that so many games have been one and done in terms of villains and viruses uh, whether that be you know a slightly different c virus or we've got the a virus or something like you know we, we never see, we never see arius again or beforehand or you know downings never turn turned up again Simmons could and should have been in it going forward and it's just all it's all just very you know once you've done that game that's it you can now forget about anything that you learn the, the fact that Ethan returns and Mia returns suggests that the, we are having a bit of a cont- uh, you know continuation of that discussion and that storyline with yeah. Mould hopefully with Moulded as well just to get a bit of I don't know. It's strange, isn't it? Because like the C virus is very different to the plague us, but the, the kind of like the outcomes are quite similar. One would say, you know, you wouldn't. The Juavo are very similar to a Magini. 
they both they, some of them even have quite similar mutations that they were kind of like a long arm instead of a long tentacle thing you know they, and, and they all kind of run the same in like the the chainsaw Magini acts and it has the same animation as the the chainsaw Joavo. You know, it all kind of felt quite organic. The same that that that, that trilogy of games. So I'm just really pleased that we we're getting a bit of consistency in titles, especially as we're moving into the next generation as well. Yeah, I can understand that, but like for example, like with Simmons, you kind of expected him to keep showing up, and you know they didn't. For Ethan, he he definitely seemed like a one and done character, and it does seem kind of odd. For him to be in another I, game, I, I would take that like, point. absolutely. Yeah, I do like Ethan. Like, I'm not one of these people like right out there. there that just outright hate him for some reason. But for him to be in another outbreak when he, it seems like he's just done and he's on vacation, seems kind of odd. Like, I don't know if like me dragged him or what. Well, this is the point. I mean, I don't. When it comes to character justifications, the idea is that you, you, if you've got a good enough reason to bring that character back, you will. I mean, I think from it's pretty obvious from the trailer that. Chris brings some sort of level of conflict. We don't know why he ends up village per se, but I think obviously they've found a reason it has to connect. Obviously, there's very clear indications that it leaks as well, telling us as much. But it is in the trailer that obviously there's a baby involved, or the idea of them having a child. So like, th- there's clearly an indication of a concept behind why this is a potentially risky thing given their previous history and obviously at the end of the <clears throat> at the end of seven as well they're basically being safeguarded by chris and the team that he's working with so there's obviously still a little bit of story you can at least close off from that what happened next so from what i got from the trailer is that chris brings a conflict into ethan's life and what he does at the end of the trailer and then the stuff in the village is ethan's hunt for answers as such i don't think he's caught up in another biohazard or whatever i think he's actually actively searching for answers you don't don't think ethan and mia live in the village no no i think i think they live in a completely different place and i think okay the house that they're in it looks very modern and new if you go back and look at the trailer it's like Mm. just a nice normal house the editing's quirky in that it looks like the cabin you're shown at the beginning is where Ethan and Mia yes, live. Yeah. But I don't I don't think that's the case at all. I think they probably live in civilization somewhere. There are shots. Yeah, there are shots in the trailer if you look. Aside from Chris, there's like a whole bunch of like masked men and they're traipsing through a house. Yeah, it looks and like a modern house. house all, it? It's a modern house. It's it's yeah. it's it's them coming into the house and searching through the house for an unknown reason and also obviously deal with the scene where Chris is shooting at the end. Okay. The I'd be location. okay with that. Okay, yeah. yeah like, and then I, they're just and then chilling, I, Chris comes in, shoots yeah. his wife, yeah. and he's like, what the fuck? And that's how that's how I interpreted it. And then and then when uh, Ethan goes to the village, and I think isn't there even one of the write-ups implies that he's he's looking for Chris and his searches lead him to this village. Uh, I'm not sure if it says he's looking for Chris. Chris comes in and, and changes things. I, I get the feeling that if it's not become searching for Chris, it's something that Chris tells him that basically says you're the only person who we can use to get in there because of your previous experience. Um, it's going to be one of those situations. I not. One of the other theories I read somewhere, it might have even been on our Discord actually, is that Ethan and Mia's child gets abducted and is taken to that village. Possible possible also yeah good point about Ethan you know why would you use him he is just a civvy but perhaps because he has been infected before perhaps he has a degree of resilience towards whatever is happening in the village mm. because if you look at the artwork on the developers video that they released and they were very reluctant to release it but they did there's a fetus 
right in the middle, which kind of lines up with the D series from Resident Evil Seven. So perhaps, perhaps it's the A series of the, you know, perhaps it's an old, an old folks town. This is this is my theory. So with regards to the werewolves and witches, it's not they're not true. There's no such thing as a werewolf, but it is something that's been built up perhaps through very slow release of hallucinations type scenarios. There are BOWs. Don't get me wrong. And that's where that kind of storyline comes from. So if anyone goes in, they're going to perhaps experience not just the BOWs that live there, but the hallucinations that come with it, causing them to go bozo. But perhaps so Ethan it, can go in. It's like, it's like a cover story for people to not go into this remote village uh, yeah, because yeah. of monsters in the village. Yeah, okay, I can see. What you're mm, that, yeah, that, 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 that's, that, that's a nice idea, Nick. That could There's be a... it. There's a very good, there's a very good uh, sort of interesting episode of Black Mirror if anybody's watched that and it involves uh, soldiers being essentially brainwashed so they see enemies as mutants which you know is, is supposed to make them more effective in combat. Oh. You could be you could have a similar sort of situation here whereas like you're saying Nick when, when intruders come into the village if they get infected with like the mold or whatever then they see everybody as as hor- horrific monsters and it's supposed to make them flee. Or something, because the character, the character right at the beginning, who's in the cabin, because we can't have a you know a cabin shootout episode. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the first thing I thought. Oh god, not another one. I mean, I, I reckon that's the first encounter. I think that's right at the beginning of the game. I think that's the first Ganado in the fireplace type scenario. You arrive at the village, and this is the first yeah person yeah. you come across, and the yeah. first cabin you come across. I just wonder, yeah, okay. I mean, if that theory is correct, and that's just something that I kind of thought up on the fly. I hope we get. Because obviously there's an element of truth. We've got witches, and you know there's obviously a bit of supernatural um, practices going on. But that that could easily build up over many many years if you've got something like an A series or B series that doesn't quite have the potency of D or an E or anything like that. That could build up this kind of cult group. Well, I guess on that note, Nick, can we talk about the location? Because obviously there's an impact of choosing the, the video. The developers' video clearly reveals it Romanian influenced anyway. The currency is yeah. the Romanian lei, and obviously the country itself is well known for like vampire mythos. Obviously, with Vlad Tepish and, and uh, Dracula's castle. Yeah. So, and there's a castle obviously above this village that we see. So, there's obviously an intent here to to talk about like this idea, that sort of monstery kind of thing. And if we've got these things that look like this idea of witchcraft and and you, I guess they're implying maybe it's like a gypsy village kind of. Th- this may be skipping ahead a little bit because the rumor that this was a Revelations game, it just dawned on me. Could Dracula the book actually be a basis for this? Like, what if those girls are not the villains or the witches? They're actually Dracula's brides, to say. Mm-hmm. Very possible. Very possible. We, we, as you say, the Revelations games have always been influenced by a particular book. Why not Bram Stoker's Dracula? Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. It's yeah, very actually. good. Very good book as well. Would, would, that would also imply maybe the uh, the 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 smirking guy is your Dracula Van, substitute. Van Helsing. I was going to say Van Helsing. Yeah. It's Gary Oldman, isn't it? In um, yeah. <gasps> yes, yes, yes. That's a good shout. That yoke. Well done. <laughs> I have a spark of brilliance every now and then. <laughs> so let me tell you about Umbrella Corpse. <laughs> um, we're back down to that. Back down. <laughs> We'll come on to we'll come on to the location because there's a there's a really interesting point that the developers made. I really I want to spend some time on, but so we don't really, we, we don't again we don't really see Ethan much other than he's in his kind of first person mode, and we don't really see a lot of Mia except perhaps at the end. But he, I, the back of your head, the back of your head, you see the back of she's it. talking about the story at the start. 
yeah, and, and that, that kind of that kind of feeds into this idea of these you know, kind of witch stories and stuff, and I, I, it's all inherently linked. Chris is interesting for for many reasons. He's get he's he's getting on a bit as old Mister Redfield, mm. and uh, it's always good to see lots of memes and Capcom must love memes because that generates interest. But what I liked about it, and you you can see these on reaction videos, is that you can tell it's Chris straight away, <laughs> and we don't have another six months of going Redfield ah hunk Redfield no, or. Is that is that a clone of Chris Redfield because he looks too young? Is it an imposter? An imposter. Or... We haven't got any of that bullshit. It's just that's well, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask this pertinent question because this is the first thing that popped in my head after finishing the trailer. The start of the trailer says his story comes to a close. Is that actually talking about Chris, not Ethan, not someone else? Is it talking about Chris? They're not gonna kill Chris off. I I one hundred percent believe they'll never kill him off. Besides all the something interesting. I, something interesting with it. I wish that is true, and that would be very nice. But going from like past things Capcom has done, I'm just like, there's no way they're doing that. Ethan will die, then Chris will be like, oh, there goes my team again. <laughs> Darn! I'll go back to drinking myself. I want to go back to being an alcoholic and you know trying to find another person to take over my spot. I, I always assumed it was, it was they were talking about Chris straight away. So you you, you went with Chris as well on. The- but, but I, I wanted to know what people have thought about that. I you did. Don't get, you don't get. The thing is, it's an interesting way of doing it because you don't get. You don't get Crystal right at the end of the trailer. So to, to give true. you that title card and then not give you Chris yeah. until like two minutes later, it's it's hard to make that association unless you watch it again. Because mm. by that by the point by the time you get to the end of the trailer, probably on your first rewatch, I don't even think you'd remember that that sort of. You title wouldn't be card. thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think it's Ethan because I don't think people. As much as I like him, I don't think people care about Ethan that much. Um, for him, to it's say, like, Ethan Winter's yeah, story he, comes to an end. Oh, okay. Yeah, like no, just wait, oh, it's kind of like what Yoke's response to the idea about Ethan even coming back was, which is like, was it that important? Like, yeah, why would you put that at the start of the trailer if it's not of yeah. some importance to mm. something serious? Yeah. And the only thing I can assume is Chris, because yeah. Chris is the only thing in that trailer that, other than Ethan been around for more than one game that's a male it's important so my understanding went back and looked at it again afterwards was well maybe that's chris they're referring to his story comes to a close is this is the end of chris redfield's saga as far as the franchise what that actually means whether or not it's he's he, he dies or it's something else I, won- I wonder because there was a lot of feeling it's in six that that should have been it that was, agreed it, yeah that not not because people don't dislike chris they love him but the way six was directed and filmed, you know, it 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 didn't do a lot for me. Six, but you know, the end of it with Pierce was brilliant. It was really well directed, and you, you felt for him. And like, no, Pierce, don't. No. You know that kind of thing. Um, the the acting was great, and it, it, I wonder if they've just yeah. taken that on board and gone right. We're going to do it, but do it properly this time. I mean, the thing with Six is it still frustrates because the entire game sets it up as though Chris is going to retire gracefully and Piers will take over that role. And that's really what should have happened. You know, I mean, to a lot of people, Chris's story was done at the end of Resident Evil 5. That was a natural sort of bowing out point for him and Jill. To bring him back just to kill him off leaves a bit of a sour taste in my mouth, to be honest. So I, I, I think they'll be cleverer than that hope so anyway the, the only reason i thought chris because obviously at that point we didn't know who's in it it was it was purely because there's a lot of fan demand for his story to be over and so mm. that that's the, the kind of thing that kind of like just came to me his story comes to a close i was like ah oh, capcom have listened they're gonna get rid of it could they be pulling an ultimate 
an ultimate misdirect and have, dare I say, Wesker? Please, Nick, for fuck's sake. How many times do we have to go down this fucking uh, road? <laughs> Sorry, I, I think I, I, I misheard you there. What was that? You <laughs> 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 go lay down. Hold on. I, again, this goes back to the whole thing about, like, when they killed off Wesker, they kind of, yeah, the they kind of realized what, he, what they actually had oh, and if I they have to say. keep trying to bring him back, that's kind of problematic. I will say Chris's attire is not lost on me, though. No. He looks like he's more or less wearing, you know, the same sort of looking gear as, like, Wesker did in Umbrella's End. That, I thought that was the uh, original six Chris's outfit, the coat and everything. I suppose it, I, I need to go back and have a look, actually. I, 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 like, I, said, I like the way he looked. He looked instantly like Chris. He looked a bit older. And I liked that the artwork's quite well, good. He should be. Yeah, this, he should be older. This, this, is yeah. to be, this is supposed to be a couple of years after Seven. How old was he supposed to be in Seven? Like, in his 40s? 40s, yeah. Like, okay. 40 something like so now he's like late mid to late 40s he should i i honestly now think as well as a result of the change back to um the more recognizable chris that in a next gen re-release of seven they will tweak it because it's it's too weird to leave it now i'm not sure i think his, I, his changed sure appearance in seven just stands out like a sore thumb now I'm not sure they can without doing it all again because it's all in FMVs. And uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, but I mean, they were able to doctor Steve's hair in the FMVs and Co. Veronica. So as long as they've got the original assets, all they'd need to do is re-render them. There you go. Watch this space. Watch this space. What if Redfield from Seven is actually Albert Wesker? <laughs> Jesus. You, you, just go, you, you, just, you just go back to your umbrella corpse. And, and enjoy <laughs> I will. Thank you. You absolutely murder me, you lot. I've just come back from a hiatus and you tweeted me. So before we get on to the perhaps the more interesting perhaps villains of this of this title, there is another female protagonist that we saw. I've seen on a lot of the Facebook groups people saying, Is this is this Mia? But she's far, far too young, uh, I think, to be Mia, but this looks to be a new character that uh, well we don't know anything about her, to be to be brutally honest, but she gets a bit of screen time. In, in, in the trailer not too much to say about her but perhaps like with a lot of these revelation games is that it's not usually a single say single player campaign but there's always multiple players you can be during the mm. game so I wonder if she's she's going to be playable I wouldn't be surprised if this is the new information that maybe comes out in August yeah um, new ca- all, all the characters that we've seen in the trailer will get names and um, whether they're going to be have playable sections yeah. yeah and a bit more explanation as to what the village is because obviously putting it in the title important. yes well yeah well, less, less said about that the better <laughs> I think I'm, I'm not sure if I'm quite over is this Resident Evil 8 or not but it is but there we go yes yeah, so it's not too much she looks a, uh, she looks a bit like Claire-ish it looks a bit like Mia-ish as well but someone there are just be aware, folks. If if you're trying to avoid leaks, and there is names floating around as to who that person may be, but I'm not going to repeat them for fear of ruining it for anyone. As we we do try to keep things leak free in our in our community. We don't know too much about this uh, lady at this particular time, so hopefully we'll get a bit more information about that. Whether she's a playable character, her role in it. Um, just quickly going back to yeah that that chap we see at the beginning um, in the cabin. I th- I don't think we're going to see much of him. No. Oh, I think he dies we... from whatever happened. Uh, yeah, are we are we th- are we thinking are we thinking the guy I can't remember his name the, the guide from Resident Evil Five who gets his head chopped off. Renard. Renard. I was, I was going to say that, but I wasn't confident, and I thought, look at it. <laughs> so <laughs> the butchery. Yeah. The butchery. <laughs> so I think I think it's going to last a little bit longer. 
than the other start the introduction characters. I think he's going to be around for a little bit. A little bit longer. So we, we, he may, perhaps he escorts us to said cabin for a drink. Yeah. <laughs> now, you get that one scene where you see him outside in the woods uh, hunting. So I'm kind of wondering ah. if you do meet him for a little bit. Oh, if, like, if at I, first, yeah, you're in the, you need to be quite a few scenes of him actually thinking yeah, about like, it. Like, at first, you're in the village. Everything's kind of cool. Then when it starts getting darker out, like, the other villagers start freaking out a little bit. I'm kind of wondering if the first section is, like, an open world type deal where you're going around to house to house and everyone's just kind of freaked the fuck out about what's going on. That, that would that would be really good if you got like, more, more village walking around and then as it, as, as you yeah. say as nightfall starts to descend things start going really wrong. Yeah, you start getting people really saying hey you don't need that. to be here after dark you're an outsider you need to, you need to go. That, that could that could be really scary. <laughs> that would be because it would be a bit Silent Hill-esque with the kind of siren yeah. but at the same time it wouldn't be quite as, as quick perhaps you know if they could put in like a kind of day night cycle it would be gradually getting quieter and everyone you see the panic and it would be nice because that would be a bit like five wouldn't it at the beginning we're kind of wandering around albeit slightly kind of pre-rendered with Sheva and then everyone's looking a bit sus going what's going on and then suddenly everyone's gone and you're like oh, oh dear well his history's just repeating itself isn't it because you got four which was like totally self-contained and then five came along and sort of did its thing to make four a bit more relevant seven comes along does its own thing and it now looks like eight's repeating itself again in that it can make seven more relevant with the rest of the series. So well, this is this is what I was trying to talk about before with this idea about four's remake is that you're then trying to connect all these bits together and making them all more relevant. I've always said mm. you shouldn't judge seven until eight because yeah. it, because it was a soft reboot just like four. Yeah. If if Resident Evil Eight was going back to C virus or something like that, I would I my feelings to seven would diminish somewhat. I'd still enjoy it as a game, but I'd be like, you know, and I'd, I'd tend to agree with everyone else that it just feels so disjointed, but I can see it becoming a bit more integrated. Okay, let's move on to the next characters who I think have generated probably the most amount of discussion. The the, the witches, should we say, the elder ladies of the yeah. uh, of, of of the trailer who took I I I have to say for for such a fleeting shot, uh, it, it it's it's point of a second really isn't it they're there you can see them um, people have been able to extrapolate some info uh, you know some images and done some remarkable work in being able to try and decipher perhaps who they are so uh, this is all pure speculation so you'll probably listen to this in years to come and go what the hell are you guys talking about but that's fine that's great that's what we love so we seemingly have at least three witches but I think there's more than that, those three because I think we've got let's start with the there's an older which you can see close up of her face. I think she's very different to the. the these seem to be a bit more younger looking, although they're obviously a bit bowe. They uh they, they seem to be a bit more slender and their, their physique is, seems younger. Whereas I think the the close up face suggests that this is more of a say stereotypical witch. There's no such thing, but you know what I mean. That kind of <laughs> with a with a kind of broomstick and you know a black cat. Can, can you do that again, please? <laughs> You know what I mean. You know what I mean. So I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if we get quite a, a large number of you know weird cultist type type characters. But I, I, I think they're I think they're really exciting. I think they they're going to bring quite a lot to the equation. Lots of characters, and I think this is perhaps where Seven did fall a bit. We didn't have a lot of many characters, did we? It was all relatively you know small, and this has introduced quite a lot already. But um, what was everyone's views on the witches? Well, I mean, taken out of context in the trailer, they they just look like 
you know, three well, well, I say well dressed. One of them looks well dressed. The other two look a bit um, fabulous. Uh, hat. But the the fan theory that's going round, and I must say, the evidence is is is, is not bad. If, it's not bad. If Capcom do this, this is a really this fucking dark. It's really really dark. And we know, obviously, thanks to leaks, which we'll get into shortly, that this was originally allegedly Revelations three. So if the identities of these witches, as people are theorising, then it would have worked as a Revelation sequel because it would have you know brought back certain characters. There's no point beating around the bush. The fan theory is due to attire wear being worn like around the neck is that the three in the main sort of image one with the hat is Jessica from Revelations Natalex and Claire isn't it and Moira yes. like the, and if that is the case that's dark <laughs> that'd be good it works but, though that's the thing in terms of the werewolf of Barry and that and, and that would be a thing that would send Chris over the edge I it's so elaborate it's so elaborate isn't it It, it's so ridiculous it's bordering on fan fiction Mm, it totally is but you can't deny like the necklace and the the other the other necklace there's like two necklaces isn't there yeah, yeah, they, they kind of, uh, I can't remember, what they, I don't know what they're called, but yeah. The thing's... Like, there's Moira's chain and there's um, Natalex's like, jewel necklace, isn't there, or something like that. Yes, that's right, yeah. And, and the Jessica's... Jessica hat's a bit of a stretch, but... It is an elaborate hat. It is, <laughs> it's a, it, it's a, it's a big-looking hat. It's a big-looking kind of hat. If, if, if that were the case, and let, let, for argument's sake, let's say it's possible... I think again it leads on to this idea of perhaps confronting your greatest fears. Perhaps there is a hallucination element, something that obviously the, the series has toyed with for many years. With initially 3.5 was going to have it all with kind of tentacle monsters and God knows what and all the talking dolls, and then Seven brought it in quite tastefully, I think. Perhaps this is just taking it to to, to the next level. If if this is true, I don't think they will be there in person I think it will almost be like Chris has had scarecrow serum on him and that, that, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's what that's what he's seeing you know perhaps uh, perhaps they're female characters that are coming towards him and so his kind of fears of are being presented with, with those three characters as people that have either betrayed him or I don't know it, it's, it, it's still a hard link isn't it I mean you know I can't imagine Moira's upset him too much it's just dark it is dark it is. Uh, Yoke, what's your? Is this the first you've heard of it? <laughs> I, I've seen the whole Jessica thing. I didn't know about the uh, uh, Moria, Moria, and the Natalia stuff. That's actually kind of interesting. Um, I'm not sure how I would feel about that personally. The Jessica part, I would love because seeing her come back would be very nice. But the only thing, if he, if she's back, what about the? Uh, well, what's the other guy that was in Revelations? Um, Raymond Vesta. Re- Vesta, yeah. yeah. If if he's in there somewhere, I'd be like, okay, that's definitely Jessica. But I think visually, I, I like how they all look. I, uh, yeah, they're not their actual characters, but I'll... we'll see. What about you, Rob? Were you, uh, you you floating this idea or enjoying it for what it is? I don't know. I'm I I feel like people always try and tie things together so neatly all the time. I mean, I can see the evidence. I can go, oh, yeah, I can see where you're coming from. I I know this is really really bad, but I think it's too clever to be true like i think it's i think it's more likely that they're just it's different characters i i agree with that because for me i it feels like this is going to be another one of those buddy art thompson situations where people think it's a returning character but it's not it's just someone that looks like him yeah yeah and i agree with that to be honest i don't honestly think it's 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 that theory but uh it, it is interesting nonetheless uh, and I mean, there's there's other things in the trailer which harken back to connecting this game to other games in the in the scope of things that are beyond seven. Like there's a 
at one point there's a guy jumping off a roof that got a giant hammery axe thing which is very Resident Evil 5 like yes, there's, yeah. there's 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 there's, there's bits throughout this that harken back so there's definite reason to tie some of that narrative together and put the connection as you said of 8 to 7 that ties it back into the joke and especially if the revelations thing is true then you're and, and there's definite reason for for Alex Wesker for example the Alex thing to continue on and her connection to this but then it, it kind of it doesn't tie into where Revelations 2 was what, what the character was looking into why would she start all of a sudden be this is like mm. So you have to make a, an assumptive jump to narrative. There has to be a good reason. Much like I was saying before, I would hope that if that is the case, there's a it's a big it's it's a big jump. It is a big jump to to, to make. But I wonder. You just got me thinking there, Rob. You know that I know. I've seen some people comment like that that jumping BOW with the axe. It is very similar to the executioner's axe. You know, quite intentionally. You know, of all the axes they could have, they 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 they've picked one very very similar to the executioner. I, I, I and you know then you go back to the the right at the beginning of the trailer. This is the close of the story, and then perhaps there is that inducement. Are we going to almost get like a you know a Chris Redfield greatest hits? You know he he goes through the entire game but, or the game. But again, we're 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 playing we're playing as Ethan, not Chris. So what's the relevance? That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's the other part you've got to think of. Like for us, that's that's. That becomes a bigger problem because then it's about the players reckoning the player who potentially sees things that are familiar from other games they may have played in the series, and then it's not about what the characters experience. Well, how well Which, known would some of these BOWs be? Like, would he, like would the executioner be like something beyond local news in the Resident world? Probably like, not. In today's news, a guy with a big fucking axe just walked down of uh, Eighth Street. <laughs> I mean, if it actually happened, yeah, sure, it would probably be on the news, but. but like, um, there's, a, there's a sequence, I can't remember which game it's in, where two executioners run around New York. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got oh, that far yet. Sean. <laughs> Dear Lord. Oh, that's good. I like that. Guys, I'm so I, like, I wish I thought of that. That's really good. It's all canon now. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> canon. Even the Anderson movies. That's Fabiano's latest bombshell, is that? Yeah, that includes the Anderson movies. Yeah, that all existed in the same universe. It's totally <laughs> in the same canon. Yeah. That would be amazing, fucking hell. Do we do we think that the the jumping axe character is the same that grabs old hat chappy from the cabin, or is that a, is that going to be the standard BOW? I think that's good. Uh, I think that's the. I think that's the standard one because it, uh, yeah. it's just the thing moving around really fast, which I think is the one that you see the close-up looking like the werewolf. Kind looking of. like the werewolf, yeah. There's another shot around the same time as the axe one of that exact enemy, the, the roaring one, attacking Ethan, like a, trying to bite him or something. So yeah, from a floorboard, yeah. Yeah, or no, not from a floorboard, like from the same area where the axe guy is. He's literally grabbing, it's like the shot oh, before or I after... Thought- and he's like grabbing and attacking him. You're, you're talking about the, of... hang, the yeah, yeah. We're talking about a completely different thing. Like you're talking about oh, okay. the fact that yeah, he gets pulled. He gets pulled up. I think it's the ceiling. I don't think it's the floorboard thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm talking about outside. There's the shot in the trailer at one point where you've got like it's soft focus and then it comes to focus a creature roaring. There are two other shots in an outdoor environment. That one's got the this axe person leaping off a roof. And the other one has that same building in the background, and there's a like this the werewolf esque creature attacking Ethan close up shot coming bite him or something. And oh it's my a god! Very I quick just, shot. It just dawned on me. What if what if Resident Evil Eight is just like a classic monster's greatest hits? You have witches, you have werewolves, 
possibly vampires, and the Axe Man could be Frankenstein's monster. Uh, I think everything's on the table, and this, this I think that's a very nice segue. I wanted to have a bit of a not a moan, but the 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 anti werewolf brigade, if that's, <laughs> if, 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 <laughs> which has erupted since. I mean, Jesus, you know the fact that this is in the very first game, you get a giant mutant shark, a giant mutant plant, you know, a, 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 yeah, a, a skinless fly hybrid thing. Then, you know... With with, with with claw arms. With claw arms, you know, and then and then by the time we get to Resident Evil 6, we've got, you know, something that can turn from a T-Rex to a horse <laughs> to, a, to a big fly. I mean, is it beyond the realms of possibility that we've got a, a creature that we don't, we looks... Don't, we don't even... No, yeah, look, we don't even have to. No, no. It means I'm going to interrupt. We don't even need to look back at previous games. Just look at the previous title that comes before this one, Seven, and look at the the, the sort of we've got oozing creatures. We've got Marguerite and her like insect controlling abdomen <laughs> ovum thing. Like it's it, honestly, if you're going to complain about this, you might as well have complained about half of that. You abs- absolutely. I, I... The, the, uh, you and know. Jack Baker turning into you know his giant monstrosity, and then you know, yeah, it's it's the same to me. It's all the same. It's a fantasy environment, and you can create interesting creatures and and design. And these are werewolf esque, but it doesn't necessarily mean yeah. it's invocative of the werewolf. It doesn't mean it's actually Yeah, I mean, the, the two things. We're gonna get a scientific, it's like in in universe scientific explanation for said werewolf if you want to call it werewolf so there's going to there's going to be an explanation and two i don't think uh, you know they're going to pull it that when a full moon comes out it's going to turn into a bow if it does then then I'm, i might raise some issues there's a shot in the trailer at some point as well with some of the the witch like characters controlling i think it looks like moths or some sort of insect yeah it does look like uh, a moth they're a big swarm you know at one point as well and it's not like anyone's talking about that in the same disregard you know? no exactly i mean if i've got to you know silver bullets to kill it i you know i might start taking a bit of you know issue oh, oh the vampire we need to put a stake through its heart you're like, okay, you know, then we Need are tre- silver. Yeah, we we are treading into you know very much supernatural. Ethan, Ethan starts wearing a, a chain of garlic. Garlic. <laughs> that's the that's the new merchant. It's a garlic seller. <laughs> <laughs> My garlic is not as smelly as it used to be. I need to refresh it with new garlic. <laughs> Got some great garlic for sale, stranger. Got and- some great things on sale, stranger. <laughs> Well, it could be back because there is um, a currency yeah. in the top right-hand corner. There is a currency. Well, yeah. oh, welcome back, strange. <laughs> and it's another, another, and I mean, it's another European village essentially. So, yeah, absolutely. But you know, I, it... I just don't see any issues at all with a a, a man slash dog thing. Um, yeah, the, we've we've done one it thing that confuses me is the same people that are complaining about the werewolves are the same people that are like, oh, the giant whale you fight in the first Revelations games was fine. Was it? What well, was it? Even a whale? Was it? It was a. Um, it was it, like the whale parasite. It's, it's like, a parasite. Yeah. <laughs> so like, there's there's something like you're missing here. Like one's completely bad shit that you're with. The other one's okay. You can kind of see. It's just a hairy dude. Yeah. Well, it's a sea virus mutations i find the most ridiculous and you know that was only made 
plausible by going, oh yeah, you know, you know the you know the one with the uh, the, the gorilla type one. Yeah, well that's because they put a bit of gorilla DNA into the into the C virus, and that's the, that's the explanation. You go fine, you know, if that if that's if that's good enough, then I'm sorry, whatever they've made a werewolf BOW or a dog man type, <laughs> type character. I just 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 looking at the clip of it at the end of the trailer, just roaring. And to be honest, it could just be a bloody zombie with long hair. In that shot, you know, like a crimson head or something. Like that. Just a very aggressive zombie, yeah. Someone who hasn't shaved in a while. Maybe that's all it, it is. Just, it, it just comes from that same point. Been but, in lockdown. You know, the, it comes from that same point again, where it's just like the, the because it doesn't hold to some one standard of what is or isn't a particular Resident Evil game, then it's no longer the right thing. But it, we've pointed out time and time again, this franchise is whatever the creators want it to be. Yeah. And and, and, it, and it's the reason for its longevity, isn't it? The, the fact that it has been able to reinvent itself. If it doesn't, it, it just becomes stale. You look at like Tomb Raider needed a proper reboot. And I, you know, all I the think, fun fantasies. Well, I think this is the one thing that we have to put into perspective when we're talking about remakes. And even if we didn't like three or got this idea of four, is that they're doing this because they see it as the potential to expand sale, increase interest, create that longevity, create more sequels, create. Yeah, more of the franchise, and to do that, sometimes they're going to change things and rewrite things and put new things and new ideas in. And and, and Sean kind of did say earlier on, it's like it is very good that the franchise can do this. It, it's 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 adaptable and changeable and do stuff fresh. And it doesn't mean we're always going to agree with it, but we can't. People, for the people out there are saying, "Oh, this isn't Resident Evil. This isn't franchise." Or anything. it is. It totally is because it's malleable. It's that's what it. And unfortunately, for good and bad, it is. I agree. I think that's. I think that's absolutely spot on. Let's keep to the Dracula potential theme going on here. Uh, the Van Helsing character, maybe, or or the Dracula character himself. This glasses-wearing, interesting man. If you see my reaction, I I I, I said Daniel Fabron straight away. I have absolutely no yeah. idea whether that's true, and I think it's been, as I don't say, debunked. But he's wearing quite similar attire in terms of uh, glasses and things like that. And he kind of had that same sort of vibe. Someone actually put it to Capcom's community manager, and she responded and just said, yeah, because there's only one person that wears 80s-style glasses. So, <laughs> hmm. It's sarcasm. Yeah, sarcasm is all great. So whether that is it's direct, but... This is, this is kind of going back to what I was saying about the witch's idea, which is that... I don't mind the theory. I think it's it's kind of it's cool, and I do like the the point of this evidence as like believable. But it comes down to the idea that you immediately go right. It has to all be connected, and that person is this person. Yeah, yeah I like, can't remember the last time it turned out to be we saw someone, and everyone thought it was that, and it and it, it was. Yeah. <laughs> I'm struggling. And, uh, I mean, other than the obvious one, like in this case, it's clearly like even if Ethan didn't say the name Chris and yeah. they hadn't put it out in the information, everyone would have looked at that and gone, "Oh yeah, okay, that looks pretty much like Chris." Like it's not like it's not like the end of Seven where everyone went when he sees Chris Redfield and everyone's like, "That ain't Chris Redfield." Like, <laughs> could could you imagine how awful it would be though if if like if, if some of these theories are true? And like the witches are like the characters from the Revelations games, and it's all a bit tragic because they've all been like turned to to villain, to villains and things like that. And it, the tone's really dark and really oppressive, and it's violent and a horrible world to live in. And then this character turns up, takes off his glasses, and says "Hello, motherfucker!" Also, you know, and it's just Daniel <laughs> Cameron, like, terrible accent. Yeah, totally t- not a great choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of this shit. What if that's the merchant unmasked? 
<laughs> but that would be off as well, though, wouldn't it? I think, you, I think, I think that you're, you're commenting about the you, you guys saying the Van Helsing thing. There's a good parallel there that he could be in this in this concept, not specifically a monster hunter, but he's like the character who's trying to stop whatever's happening. You know, take down the main monster slash person mm. in, who's leading this thing. I think there's a nice parallel there. You know, that he that becomes like someone who who Ethan kind of works with but doesn't fully trust. And an oh God, it's Luis from Four. Yeah, kind it, of, but, yeah. but even more more involved. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, for many, many reasons, uh, Sean just uh, did his wonderful impression. Um, I don't want it to be Daniel Fabron because it then raises all, all sorts of questions as to whether resistance is canon and God knows what. And I just can't be dealing with that at the moment. But we'll we'll, we'll defer that for a later time. But it it could be, you know, it's like when any well, put, let's re let's rewind the clock, shall we? When resistance was revealed. <gasps> Wearing sunglasses. It's Wesker. It you know, we've now got a man with round glasses. It's Daniel Fabron. You know, it's it's the it's the same, isn't it? It's it it's just history repeating itself over and over again. He he's likely to be Klaus Lundekvarm from Romania and or someone like that. That we've never heard of, as you say, he's just there to help. What's that name again? Klaus Lundekvarm. Okay. Yeah, Lundekvarm used to play for a football club. This is, a, oh. this is a this is a franchise where um you know people like myself once theorized that the merchant in the Resident Evil 4 trailers was Leon undercover infiltrating Saddler's love it castle good oh that's good <laughs> and that and, and the moment where he opened his coat in the trailer was like the matrix you know <laughs> oh shit moment I had that theory once it was a long time oh, ago I want to see a fan of that <laughs> That, that, that is back, what, 2004? So, yeah, possibly four. Yeah, it would have been four. Cause wow. it, yeah. Okay, the um, I don't think we see any other main characters in the trailer, but what I wanted to talk about is uh, what Peter Fabiano actually mentions in the developer's interview. They specifically say that the village itself is a character, which is an interesting concept because they, they, they did this on Lost, a lot with the island the, the the developers of Lost felt that the island itself was its own individual character and they kind of played with the idea of the whispers on the island if you used to if you watch that program and indeed you, if you watch the whole series kind of back to back you get this feeling that the island is is part of the the long game I just wonder and this guy also says what what Sean says so the theory earlier that perhaps there's a difference at the beginning to the, when the game starts you know, perhaps you can explore a bit before nightfall and that that type of thing. It'd be interesting to see how that idea that the village is a character actually plays out in the game. Indeed, indeed, it might be something that um, you know it, it twists and changes throughout the game. Like you know, that'd be that'd be like I mean, it'd be very Silent Hillish, but if you know throughout the game the layout of the village changes in an almost weird way, mm. as like if, if you are hallucinating, the hallucinations take hold. And you like go into the, the village square, and it's different, and the buildings look different. And it's just um, an interesting comment, isn't it? I mean, it's, mm. it's not in, in the Resident Evil series. You know, you would say that the RPD or the Ma- or the Spencer Mansion has its own presence. You wouldn't necessarily say it's its own character, but here they've come out and said quite specifically when designing this game, they wanted to make the village. You know, I mean, what's going to say, Rob? Before you continue, Nick gets his wish that the main hall of a house is going to be the gaming's end boss. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of had it with seven, uh, though. <laughs> it's true. You did kind of have it with seven a little bit. I was going to say. I mean, it's important. It's obviously important when you put the name of it in your title. Like mm. that, 
that's that's probably the biggest clue. It's not even the fact that they said this. Like even before they said this, if you've seen the trailer, it's the name of the game. So I mean, that's the case. Are, are we are we taking bets? There's a lab in the cut under the castle. Or in the <laughs> castle? Oh yeah. What, what what's 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 Romanian for the nest? <laughs> Google it. Google it. The ne- <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll just, I'll just fire that one up. I'll be back to you in a moment. Thank you. Sir. I, I can tell you, I can tell you from having explored Romania myself. I never saw a village that quite looked like this in Romania. But I... <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've, they've obviously influenced a bit. Like, I mean, the, the actual it's Transylvania. Like yeah, yeah. There's, there's research. To, to be fair, the castle uh, in the wide shot, the castles in the back, the tower does look very like they've obviously done a research trip. Coop. Of Kubel, yeah. Kubel, yeah, that's something like that too. El Fucking hell, if I'm playing the game and one of the characters says we have to go down to the Kubel, I'll be like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> they did all the experimentation done in the Kubel. <laughs> I, I, I fear yeah. for your TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh dear. Oh I, wonder god. If the, I wonder if the villagers are going to spout off random things in Romanian too. It'd be interesting to see how many... I, I'm sorry, I've, I've just loved this idea of exploring the exploring the village when everything is calm mm. oh that that that's that's so appealing to me and i i you know they could make it so good they could make it like there's a timer and it, you know you can't see the timer but there's a, you can you can do quite a lot the quicker you do it you know you, you can explore more perhaps get a bit more ammunition ready or something like that before dark falls you, you don't know it when you're first playing so perhaps if you're taking your time like we do we're going to get absolutely punished for exploring but if you can go you know perhaps if you do it faster you can explore different areas quicker and there, oh it's so intriguing there was an uh, an early access game, and it's actually been released now, um, called The Forest, which loads of people will know about. And I remember when they were pitching that originally, they were talking about that that like during it was a survival game set just set on an island. And in during daylight hours, you, that was when you built your resources and you built your your house and you got your weapons ready and things like that. And then as the night fell, the creatures started coming out, and the game never really hit that potential but i always thought it was a truly like frightening concept that you do have a timer as you say nick and as you start to see the sun falling out of the sky you think fucking hell it's not going to be long now mm. before the creatures awaken and i'd still like the forest was a nice idea but it, it I, I don't ever really fully think it, it hit that mark and i you know something like a resident evil game doing that with the resources and the budget behind it could could realize that do you think they'll um, resist the, the chance to do a really, really meta gag here where there's one point where like Ethan's walking around the village and suddenly it's deserted and he, he hears a commotion coming from like a nearby building and then as he goes <laughs> into the building, they're actually playing bingo. <laughs> You're going. <laughs> That'd be great. Would it? <laughs> no, no, it'd be fine. no, no, no. You see, that's how you, that's, oh my god, that's how you're introduced to the old guy. Like, he's running, and Ethan's like, where are you going? I'm going to bingo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god, can they resist? I hope not. (laughs) I wonder as well, I mean, we're going well off piece, but that's fine. There is, of course, the film, The Village, which has arguably quite similar concepts of a village surrounded by forest. Don't go out. Don't go into the forest because of danger, said dangerous creatures. I wonder. I wonder if that's going to play. You know that that kind of idea that there's going to be safe areas of the village, or perhaps the entire village is to an extent relatively safe, but you're going to need to go into dangerous areas such as the forest. 
I'm just, I'm just, I'm just so intrigued by it, and the, the, and the more like today we've been talking about it, the more, more excited I'm getting about what, what possible options there are for this. I mean, I, I almost want to go into hyperbole, and they can say this could be one of the best settings they've ever done. In all honesty, it could be. It's, it, it, it's, it's done, done right. If it's done right, I mean, because everyone always acknowledges that the best part of Resident Evil Four is the village. And the oh, game yeah. loses a lot when it goes into the castle. It, to, to actually develop like a full, rich experience around this sort of aesthetic um, could be really, really good. My only fear is, is it, you know, by the time Remake 4 comes around, will will this concept feel fucking overdone? Yeah, you know, uh, it just uh, yeah. seems almost ridiculous that we're going to get two very similar settings within like a couple of years of each other. With a castle, a village, especially if they're mm. playing bloody bingo. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but you know How what I mean? Will the Probably. snow play though? Yeah. Are we going to get jet skis? I'm oh, hoping no. for that. <laughs> the return of the snowmobiles. Oh, the, the, the opening of the trailer with the first person bit going through the narrow, sort of wooded path. I mean, that that could just be an amazing horror set piece for a Resident Evil game. If like, there's like these wolf creatures fucking running around, and if they can make it like organic enough to like be slightly randomized, so it's not scripted, they come at you know come at like different times each time you play. It just could be, you know, we're over-speculating what won't happen, aren't we? But Well, it's always been my dream. It's why, it's why I do love the forest section in Survivor, because that's what you've just mentioned there is exactly what could, in theory, happen. Is take out the, the trash sweepers from Survivor, but that whole scene in pitch blackness... You know, you can't see. You can only just see what two foot in front of you. You well, know, there's Revelation, things around you. Revelations Two's little wooded section was great. I it thought. was. It was indeed. It was indeed. So okay. So that's that's a really interesting really concept. Just about how they're gonna, as, as Rob says, in the title. Let's make the most of it. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming we're having a huge hub area, which of course appeals straight away. So that hub areas are very much a Resident Evil thing. Just if you want to tick that off on the uh, is Resident Evil Eight a Resident Evil game, you can tick that on your little bingo box. Yep, tick. There we go. So we can do that. Chris, I Redf- do wonder if they Chris came Redfield up with the title first, and then it was like, oh yeah, that is my, be set in That is my fear. That is my fear. It does have a bit of the odor. We, we, we've made the image of Chris and Leon and we're going to make a game around it you know and, and with guns pointing at each other we need to make Resident Evil 8 uh, how can we how can we carry on this stupid tradition of getting VII into into our titles because it's not just Resident Evil 7 that did it with the VII we've had Walk Through the Fear or VR with yeah. A, 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 and Valiant Raid have had this stupid VR thing going on but Walk Through the Fear is the worst isn't it like, I can't we, we, we're going back to also Deadly Silence Deadly <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So it's all a bit silly, but you know. Let, okay. let, let's can, you rem- can you remember? Um, God, it wasn't. Is it the UK box art of the remake, which says like "Pure Terror Cubed"? Yes. And, <laughs> and 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 some places even had the actual. It said Resident Evil with the little three next to it. Is that, well, that was, sure I something? had a website, and it was called Biohazard Cubed, and we were doing that as a launch website was before it? when they first announced the game. And so when Capcom Europe basically took bits of our website, well, the company <laughs> that bought the marketing bits of the website, we were like, well, thanks for like the kudos. Like, Is we that actually true? had the website. Yes. Oh, that's so. I worked with I worked with so I worked with Martin who ran Biohazard Extreme, and we made a website called Biohazard Cubed, and it was all it was a lot of flash animation, which he was really good at. I made it. We made an animated map that you could click on, and basically, I'd gone through and I'd used PC Vision the original, and I captured Capcom released so many 
screens of the game it hadn't come out yet this is like four six months before it even came out and they released screens so i worked out what each of the screens were like which area of the, the remake it was and we made an interactive map and you click on the the room and the room would pop up and it would show you the original version and the new version side by side and we have a little bit of a description now what's interesting about this this is a massive sidestep but this is this will explain why i know that they did this is when i made these rooms i gave a room each room a name because we had to for the map so I made up unique names for the ones that weren't obvious. Then Capcom Europe hired a company to make their official website, and they did the same thing with the map, and the map had some of my names in it. No, wow. <laughs> and so, and they're the same one, because at the time I think Capcom Europe actually had a, had not officially opened its branch, so they'd obviously hired other companies to do its marketing and stuff. So they basically saw our website and went, ooh, cubed that's a good idea let's put that in the marketing campaign and so as part of that website and the design the whole terra cubed all that sort of stuff all came from the fact that we created this website true story <laughs> see this is why we have you on your team rob you, you... <laughs> i always knew you worked for capcom <laughs> <laughs> that's fascinating so yeah. my, my my copy of resident evil remake is is you, you you're, you're a part of it rob that's and, uh, unintentionally, yes. I, I feel really left out because Sean's in Resident Evil Five. I'm, this is you. That's his show. Yeah, and, <laughs> Resident... and me. I'm in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> what am I doing? I'm, I'm writing fucking editorials on Confidential Report. Going hello. <laughs> hey, when the Confidential Report remake comes out, yeah, there's probably a that yeah, right, like go yeah. around some. I'm waiting. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. Thanks, Rob. That's really, I, I like that story. That's a good story. This is absolutely yeah, fascinating, yeah. Rob. If you'd carried on this trajectory, I genuinely think you'd be like Resident Evil President now, <laughs> run, run, literally running the franchise. This is this is fascinating. If people who've been listening to the podcast over the years, this is just the tip of the iceberg of some of the stuff that Rob talks about. But, you know, even now he's just dropping these bombshells on us. <laughs> <laughs> he's been around. He's been around. <laughs> This, really? is, this is why I'm a crusty, crusty old webmaster. Like, I've been doing this for a long time, and uh, far too many years. And and I'm amazed. I still even wanting to spend hours talking about this franchise at this point. <laughs> oh, super. Uh, um, okay, wow. We've uh, we've kind of crossed off a lot of the characters here. So, and we, we've in terms of the storyline, we've kind of we've had a good a good discussion about what may or may not happen. Probably more so on the may not, but you know that's all part all part of the fun. In the character, sorry, in the developer video, the I've already mentioned it. They released that artwork, and um, there's been a few theories flying around whether this, apart from having that kind of fetus in the middle, which potentially links to the mold, and of course with Ethan's presence, that that's possibly correct. It, it is a bit umbrellary. If, if if you look, because it, it's the feathers, yeah, the feathers, the feathers yes. create a, a it, negative space where it would be the parts of the umbrella logo. Yeah. It is, it is, and if it, it can be a bit difficult to see, but t- take a good look, and you've got you've got this. Guy. It is very purposefully shaped, I think. Now, you, of course, we could be clutching at straws, but of course, in the trailer, we do see a very fleeting glance of the umbrella logo whether it is blue umbrella um or red umbrella or you know the original umbrella we don't know i think it's far uh, older I, than that. I was gonna say it would it would the, the 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 being that it's part of a village and being part of this old mystique i would say the implication is like part of umbrella's history mm. and this is spencer's one. other estate <laughs> another, <laughs> yeah. one, another, another one well let, let's because it's spencer's castle this is another estate it's spencer's, spencer's castle I think Batman mentioned to oh, us sorry. that it, it looks like where that umbrella logo is, it's got 
there's other kind of um, emblems around them. Very again, re- very one's like a horseshoe and yeah, that you can see. Very. I like the theory that the uh, other one is an Ashford logo. I'm struggling. I really, I know people. I, I think that, that you know people are saying, oh, is it the four? What's well, it? There's only four founding members of Umbrella. I mean, there's only three, but it's. I'm 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 clutching at the Ashford. I think it's clutching at the Ashford. Um, oh yeah, like it's a very blurry image. It's like oh, that looks like an eagle. It looks like a blur. Yeah, and um, um, no offense, a bloody horseshoe and a horse isn't going to be that. It's not exactly a. How a fa- crazy would it be if this game is like no, there was a fourth member of uh, the found fourth uh, founder of Umbrella that was just like kicked out early on, and this is his like little area. Possible, it is possible. Let's I, just keep these retcons going, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I, I just don't see. I can't see. As you, the, as you said, that's the leader of the connections. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another storyline. Are, are we going to get the connections uh, storyline coming back into? Well, it? you'd hope so, which is why they drastically reworked Not a Hero, wasn't it? Because Not a Hero was originally supposed to have Chris getting the list of the connections names and they they changed that and you you think they would have changed it for a very specific reason yeah, yeah i think what i'm intrigued about is that we have umbrella mentioned at all because if we remember yeah. the kind of like tidbit of seven or the kind of like lingering point is that hcf were involved um, quite early on in the in the in the in the noughties in the 2000s uh, with the development of the a series presumably under wesker's influence and control but of course he wouldn't have been part of umbrella at that point one would hope that we're going to get a bit more uh, storyline focusing on the connections and perhaps even hcf's um involvement whether you know and, and the rival organization why is umbrella logo there mm. um, that's that that's that's a really intriguing point uh, one i'm looking forward to finding out and someone on our discord today has actually linked um there's there's grabbed a couple of screen grabs from the hat wearing lady and in them is emblems that are not a match but look suspiciously like the 3.5 stylish version if you like the the one that became devil may cry of that version's umbrella logo which was blue umbrella and it had crow feathers on either side of it so it certainly looks like they're using some of that those original ideas and this is not the first time the series has done that oh no the series is well known for sort of picking ideas from previous games that you know shel- previously shelved ideas should i say and then reworking them and reinventing them in a later game um, well, the use of the crow feathers is really interesting because it is a, a total like for that original logo absolutely the, the capcom you know if, if they've got a good idea they'll, they'll, they'll use it again i mean resident evil gaiden has basically been remade co- combining resident evil revelations one kind of cruise ship uh, dissolving creatures in a kind of amoeba type thing and then you know in revelations 2 we kind of have barry looking after a young girl that's got special powers that's basically gaiden so you know they've used that idea from a non-canonical game into a canonical game so we could see lots of ideas from perhaps 3.5 being implemented whether they've gone back they've got notes on what they were going to do and go, oh, we could bring that we could bring that back i think john so batman mentioned that he probably thinks where that umbrella logo is it, it's a puzzle it looks very puzzly you know perhaps you need all four all four keys a horseshoe key and the whatever keys or perhaps you need some orbs or something like that to progress could be different sections of the castle, kind of like in Seven, where you had to have the crow key and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. Anything like that, I, I think that's more than feasible. I don't think Umbrella going to have a huge role in this at all. Um, the last five minutes, just an entire like files of about Umbrella. I wouldn't be surprised. Like if, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if even it's like five. 
you know, you know where, where you get the cool, you get all the the history of Marcus and Bailey and something like that. You know, they're the, they're really cool moments. But that's it for Umbrella, isn't it? So I wonder if we get something like that. Any thoughts, perhaps? Plagas involved because this fetus has got kind of like tentacles ish. Or what do you think we're gonna? I'm gonna say it's still mold. Still think mold, yeah. I think I think I agree with some of the rumors that this is the origin of where the mold was. Well, yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? It goes back. It goes back to the idea that perhaps it looks like this village has been long lived in, and these stories. The fact that Mia knows this story, and presumably she's sing it to a child across the world um it's yeah. you know long well, been talked about it ties uh, in the idea of having old umbrella here too is another case yeah yeah to but i don't know if y'all saw like the i'm actually kind of amazed like how people are pointing stuff out like the image of a i guess it's ethan with the beard or is that chris um behind a mountain and you see mold on him people thought it was blood at first but looking at it it's all black and Looks very much like the mold. That's Chris, isn't it? Yeah, that really cool close-up artwork. Definitely got mold on him. But we need to know Chris don't take no shit. You know, I think yeah. when when Rebecca said, "Do you want some hazmat protection suit in Vendetta?" That's fine. He's like, no. <laughs> He's like whatever, mate. Whatever. So mm. lots of lots of story hints. Lots of uh, hopefully kind of history of mold. And um, that will be obviously a direct continuation of Seven. And we've got the artwork that kind of hints at it. Oh. Quite exciting, but uh, we're kind of we're kind of wrapping up. A slightly sour point is that you will no doubt know that perhaps to a lot of people this trailer wasn't a shock or surprise because as of I think March, if not earlier, such rumours were already flying around with leaks on Twitter uh, and then subsequently on YouTube, uh, then all the major gaming websites. So. As much as uh, I, I personally was quite shocked about how it all looked and how great it all looked, part of me was going, ah, oh, these rumours were true. Now, at the Resident Evil podcast, we don't really like to talk about leaks because all of us love going through these games completely blinded. Well, but bl- bl- you know, completely blindfolded, should we say. There's, there's nothing greater about experiencing a game firsthand, not knowing anything. And I admire anyone that can do it completely blind because in today's society it's near impossible to do so but we will never report on rumours, we'll never do a video or anything like that to to say these are the latest rumours from Resident Evil 8. To me it's just a bit clickbaity and it ruins it because I personally don't want to see it. I've often I've said it before to everyone on Discord and to and to my friends, it's like if I, if I had known everything about Seven I never would have got that moment where I picked up the file and read HDF that <gasps> oh my god that's what I that's what you live for in any media not just games just to have that shock and we really really try to discourage it on our discord but you can be assured that we won't ever do videos or put facebook posts or tweet or instagram posts or anything like that to uh, to spoilers or links to spoilers because we don't like it and sadly it's becoming quite endemic yeah, in this community at least that we're getting all these leaks and I would be amazed if this game, if it is released in say March, April 2021 that this whole game will not be leaked by then. I, I think the community needs to really look itself at the minute and I, and I don't want to do this, this sucks to have to actually say this, but I think the community as a whole needs to do better I think there's been some really, really poor displays of very, very popular fan sites. And we, we made a sort of discussion at the beginning before we recorded that we're not going to mention any names. We're not like that on, on the podcast. 
We're not going to do anything like that. But as a community, we need to do better because we're spoiling experiences for ourselves. There was so much about Resident Evil 8 that we knew before the trailer came out. And I, I personally will never, ever know what my experience or reaction would have been, whether it was good, bad, emotional, whatever, to the trailer, because instead I just sat there going, oh, yeah, all the leaks were correct. Now, I've had people come up to me, some quite hostile people come up to me on Twitter, actually, when I've made these complaints and and things in the past, saying, well, why don't you just block the individuals that are doing it? Why don't you just mute the words on Twitter? Because I shouldn't have to. I want to discuss this series, and I don't want to have to mute the words Resident Evil 8 on Twitter just so I can avoid being spoiled. That's down to the responsibility of other fans not wanting to spoil the experience for everybody else. Putting leaks as part of your YouTube title is not cool, because you can't avoid that very easily. All you need is one retweet, and you've had something massive spoiled about the game. People are doing this as we're recording it right now, There's people putting up leaks as retweets. They're putting it up as YouTube titles. You can't avoid everything unless you literally go off the internet. And why should you? Why should you have to do that? We really, you know, we really just need to do better as a whole to, you know, these games don't come around often. As much as we've had a really good run of them lately in terms of sort of output, one a year nearly, they still don't come around. The the main number titles that are bringing in new storyline don't come around often. And I just, it's just a, a, you know, just sort of me pleading to the community, please just don't spoil these experiences for everybody. If If you're happy to look at leaks, that's absolutely fine, but don't retweet them. Don't don't put them out for everybody else because not everybody wants to know the identity of the sunglasses wearing character and that's out there on Twitter if you've seen the leaks and that's just not cool and I you know you just you know I'm, I'm ranting now and I'm going to stop but I just really hope that some people in the community can hear what I'm saying and share that sentiment and and just agree that we just need to do better as a community because it it just sucks and and you know I hate being. On the Resident Evil podcast, we've made this sort of hard stance on leaks, and and it just sometimes it feels like we're the only people out there who want to do it. Sometimes I know our friends at um, First Aid Spray adopt the same rule, and that's really heartwarming to see. But you know, there just seems to be so much like to, to just chase the next scoop, the next clickbait, you know, and it, it's it's really disappointing, really disappointing. I'm sorry to have to sort of end on a sour note, but. It needs uh, to be I, I'm gonna I'm gonna concur. My my thing is the, of the last week is that people have had what you would expect as a normal reaction to the reveal trailer, which is to go, "Oh, that was interesting," or "What does that mean?" and stuff. The questions that are being asked—that's the point of the stuff in the trailer—is that you're left with a bunch of interesting concepts, and if you hadn't seen any or heard anything beforehand, and those are going to be your natural reactions. Problem is that other people who do know what's going on or know more information are coming and going, well, actually, this thing here with the blah, 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 this is explained because that character's blah, blah, blah. Or worse even still, well, oh, well, you know, that'll be explained because, you know, they're going to have this bit about it. And they're kind of vague, they use vague terms to kind of spoil but not spoil. And it's so much worse. Like, it's 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 one or the other, like, people are just directly spoiling or making thinly veiled comments because they know something that the other people don't and kind of lording it over them almost. But it's almost as bad because you, you, you're setting up expectations too. And I, I just, on top of what you're saying, Sean, I want the community to think about also the way they approach responding to other people. If they know more information, don't don't uh, either blatantly just respond and say, well, actually, you're not worth asking that question because the information is already out there if you look, or kind of lording it over them because you're not helping the situation either. You're putting 
expectations into people's heads and and making the whole situation worse just just take what's been shown publicly as that's all there is and if you know more great you don't need to like blast it out to everyone. if people want to know those spoilers they'll go look them up they're out there the first people who put them out there then they'll, they'll they'll be there and that's fine but people should have a choice to see those spoilers they shouldn't have them thrust upon them absolutely uh, I, I couldn't agree more it, it's, it's just annoying more than anything else and I, I just don't see the benefit and as I said lasting till next year is going to well, congratulations yeah I agree I, I'm fully um, me that I do that too but my thing and I agree with Sean is that I don't really th- on Twitter I don't really think about stuff I see like oh there's that information I just assume that it's already been announced before and I just hit like and, and retweet it it's really kind of annoying that I have to you know, double check and be like, okay, that's actually a rumor. That's a leak. Okay, I shouldn't do anything with that. It's tough. I, I absolutely, it is hard to keep uh, keep up to track with what what's what's known information. If you you know, it, it feels hard to police as well. Unlike the Discord, because some people are just like innocently reposting stuff because that again, that's a similar sort of thing to what you've just said, Yo. You don't know whether it's come from an official source or whether it's a leak. So people just share it with the kindness of the heart, saying, "Oh, like look at this information." And then we have to come down quite hard on them saying, oh, actually, that's a leak and you really shouldn't be sharing it. And you almost feel bad because these people don't mean any sort of ill will here. They don't, they don't mean to do it, but then like, they themselves aren't aware it has come from a leak. And it's, it's just it's nearly impossible to police. Oh, yeah. Especially like with the werewolf thing where the huge reaction was, what the fuck, werewolves? It was everywhere. Uh, the, that's the biggest point is that if, if this was limited to uh, a particular Discord or e- even Reddit, for fuck's sake, you know, you know, you can actively avoid a lot of these. But, you know, well, uh, things... I've, I've talked about this in regards to the Resident Evil 3 remake as well, which is there was a difference between stuff that Capcom will put out publicly, which obviously is them controlling the level of information they want to show and what enemies they want to showcase and so forth as opposed to when that same information is leaked. It's, it, the way it's disseminated between people was much more different. If Capcom puts it up, people will do retweet it, and obviously they go, you know, Capcom's put this information. But they generally only just link the source to that reveal because it came directly from Capcom or a particular, uh, you know, say, IGN had an exclusive or whatever it is. It, you know, it was on Eurogame or whatever. They will, they, will, they will put that link, and it's uniform. It's always that. And the people always have a choice whether or not they click that link or not. But when it's something that's a, that's kind of leaked its way out there, this way it's it's handled differently. The way people react and discuss it is very different. Oh, did you hear this? Uh, you know, blah blah. Or as very well pointed out here, you know, by Yoke is is like the werewolves thing immediately became like that's the touchstone. Well, did you hear they're putting werewolves in Resident Evil? That's pretty crazy. I don't think werewolves belong in that franchise. They have zombies, but not werewolves. And then you know, like. It's everywhere. And then, like, you've got these major websites, like, posting up, saying, well, the the rumors are the next game, a Resident Evil Village, and this werewolf, because it was on this fan site, and this particular website, and this particular person said this. And it. There's, there's no... I can't imagine there's anyone that saw this trailer without knowing the possibility mm. of werewolves being in this, or a werewolf-type yeah. creature being in well, it. Uh, well, I, I don't know if that's the case, but I, I'm more in the sense that anyone who really, really cares about this franchise has probably heard of it. There were yeah. plenty of people out there who have passing interest yeah. in the franchise and were, were just che- checking out the PlayStation 5 trailers and went, oh, wow, a new Resident Evil, awesome, you know, like, yeah. that looked pretty crazy or whatever. But but people who are in the, in, in the community, yeah, definitely, I don't think find many people who hadn't heard at least something 
from these leaks. This is a series that's based so much around sort of mystery as well. And like some of the some of the very best experiences I've ever had uh, being part of this community has been the back and forth trying to guess what like the next game's about. You know, you should be looking at these characters in this trailer, kind of what we've done tonight, speculating who they are. You know, the, the the identity of like the four ladies, for example, is a really good discussion point. If that had been leaked, and thankfully I don't think they have, but you wouldn't you like you potentially taking away months of really good discussion and ideas being thrown around just so someone can come along um, and go, well, actually, it's this person, this well, person, um, this person, this um, person. Um, and worse, even Sean, in this case, like say someone's made this guess as to who they are, and then just someone comes in and goes, "Oh, actually, yeah, you're completely right. It's totally 100 percent true because of blah 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 and blah blah," and just ruins their mystique of it yeah. too. Like we 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 we've got that waiting to to till when the game comes out to find out who, what that is, and all of a sudden someone just comes on and goes, "Is able to confirm or deny that, that that's even a possibility?" You shut down that line of conversation or interest or. This, this isn't a Mario game where you know the storyline before. This is, <laughs> yeah. you know, we've got there's lots of interesting stuff going on here, and it is a shame. But I want to end on some uh, on on a positive note. But I, I think it's really important, um, and we wanted to have our I say rant because that's that's unfair. I think uh, you know just to put it out there, our kind of feelings on on leaks and spoilers going forward. And I, I, I echo what Sean says. I just hope we do get better as a community because it's just it's just unfair, and I don't like it. Positives. What the first person, I suppose the first person view has always been a bit controversial. I, I, I'm very much in favour of it. I think it adds a lot of immersion. And we, we know the RE engine handles first person very well indeed. Uh, I know some people prefer the third person from Resident Evil 2, which is fair enough. Um, I'm just happy we've got a bit of consistency with the titles going forward. But what's everyone's kind of hopes with the game? What do, you know, when, when you finished it and it says thanks for playing, what, what do you hope you've got out of it in terms of an experience, perhaps storyline wise or perhaps emotionally, uh, what emotional wise? Because you know, some games you feel exhausted by the end because of, of the experience you've gone through. What, what, what's everyone's hope and ambition here? Just that they uh, can like continue to sort of try and innovate and keep it fresh. Uh, whether that means necess- you know making Chris a villain, I don't know. I hope there's going to be and and there will be more to it than that. It's not going to be as clean cut as the trailer. The, 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 sort of one of the biggest compliments I can you know give the trailer is the fact that it, it's shown a bit, but still not really enough to piece together anything. And that's what I love. It goes back to what we've just said. I love the mystery. And one of the things I'm looking forward to is speculating over the next few months what this is going to be. And, you know, the August announcement's going to be interesting because you say, Nick, it's probably going to elaborate on the characters. In terms of, like, what I hope and expect, I'm I'm really open-minded to what the game can present. I still hope it's a VR experience, um, which I assume it will be, although they haven't said. And so I just, I'm totally open-minded with what they want to do. And you know what? I can do this because it's not a fucking remake. Rob, what's your what do you hope to gain from this experience? I I think I think that the the positive like you just talking about the first perspective. I'm going to this game knowing that sort of the core mechanic gameplay experience I'm going to, it's going to be similar to Seven, and I find that fine. Like perspective wise, I can understand people' concerns, but at least from a gameplay perspective, I know what I'm expecting. And I mean, the developers in the developers' video said they're going to make this a little bit action oriented compared to Seven, and 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 I kind of get that makes sense given what they've shown in the trailer the sort of enemies you're going up in the environment i mean i'm just i'm just happy for a story that moves forward that has surprises and i mean we, we've talked about this before in seven but that getting near the end of that game and finding the fire with the hcf reference in it like oh 
holy crap, like I was not expecting that. I want more of those little moments. So if, if stuff in there that all of a sudden as a long time fan, you know, even just little nuggets that make me just go, oh, that connects to this and that connects, oh, that's interesting. I'll be happy. And if the main story is well enough told and I'm interested in the characters, then it looks it fine. I'm, I'm just hopeful, you know, it's, they've made an important thing about making this the new title. See, there's questions about the, the title, the eight in the title, whether or not it's important or not. But obviously that still tells you when putting that room, this is the next in the mainline series so i'm sure it comes with all the weight of that i'm uh, calling it resident evil 8 and see. i don't care anyone who's just otherwise <laughs> uh, I'll, be, I'll be interested to see where, where we sit where we sit in, in, in time yeah after the games probably aren't now yoke for someone that was fairly meh towards the uh towards the trailer what 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 do you hope when you play it what do you hope to well, take I'm, from I'm... it I'm still gonna buy it. That's that's definitely yeah. even though I can be as cynical and be like, "Oh fuck this game," I'm still gonna buy it because I'm a sucker. The main thing I can hope for is to finally get like a proper story again. Because to me, ever since five, it's just kind of been spinning the wheels with, "Okay, we don't have a proper villain anymore." It's mm-hmm. just kind of ambiguous about what's going on. I'm kind of hoping we get more about Blue Umbrella about what's actually going on with that. I am glad that first person is staying because that gives me hope that Survivor will be remade one day. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. But it doesn't seem like it's ramping up to be a really good uh, survival horror experience, especially in the setting. I, I, that is one thing I will give it is it looks very nice. I'd agree, absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I'd like something like you know the connections end up being another name for the family or just a group within the family because that whole storyline seems totally separate at the moment the whole yeah, thing. that's one thing i'm worried about is like all oh, connections was just a throwaway name in seven uh, yeah we're never gonna hear about it that was that that was i i hope i hope it's in it and i hope it re- relates to six in some manner but we, we shall see but i think there is there, there's a lot of scope there's a lot of potential with this game it looks superb graphically as as one would expect still hoping it comes on playstation 4 but uh I think my placement, my my hope may be misguided. So saving up those dollars. I will start. I I will start saving. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get a GoFundMe for you. <laughs> at least, at least the at least the PS5 you can buy it with a 4K Blu-ray. I've just bought a 4K Blu-ray. <laughs> oh, Should have saved those dollars, Nick. Should have saved those dollars. Should have. Should have spent all that money on the Resume movie. <laughs> yeah. That does conclude our discussion on uh, Resident Evil 8. Our preview, no doubt, will have uh, significantly more uh, discussion. We'll probably have a final, final preview podcast, and then, of course, our big podcast. But I mean, we're talking a long time away. But um, we're, as you can see, I think we're all excited, apprehensive, concerned. But isn't that that's the standard feelings of most mainline games? If this, if this perhaps was Re- Revelations 3, you'd be a bit more blasé. But this is not. This is Resident Evil 8, where you know this is this is the big boys coming out to play, and we want to see it done well. So, fingers crossed, and let's hope we are not when we have our next podcast, we don't know the entire storyline already. So um, let's keep that suspense going. So that does finish our discussion. So we'll now move on to our uh, final part of the podcast. It is, of course, Neptune's. Biohazard Quiz. For the past eight years and five seasons, we have brought you groundbreaking lore, in-depth analysis, game reviews and high-quality content. We've also brought you untold controversies, 
countless tales of underhand tactics. All in aid of the quiz. Uh, I'd just like to announce everybody that uh, this is zero points for me this week. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. So my nomination person said seven, but I didn't agree with seven. I said it was 17, and then you said it was 17. I didn't want people to think I'm cheating by just saying the same number that someone else has said. So I just, just the next number that sounds similar to 70, 17. I swear I did not cheat, yo. <laughs> Question. <laughs> Quite frankly, if, if we only got one point and that's the winning score, then we're not doing our jobs right and we're all going to have to hand in our biohazard cards. <laughs> Welcome to Neptune's Biohazard Quiz. Welcome, one and all. It's Neptune's Biohazard Quiz. Yoke, when was the last time you did a Biohazard Quiz with us? Quite a while ago, I think. Uh, on the Zero podcast, and shockingly, I got zero answers correct. Oh, my days. Well, <laughs> I don't foresee that changing anytime soon. <laughs> well, let's have a go. Let's have, you know the same rules as last time. Same rules as last time. Five questions. I'll go through the questions, and then we'll come back to you with some answers. If you can clear your desktops, you can open up Notepad. Let's go. Can, can I use the George Trevor rules and be able to use Google? <laughs> please not. Please not. Yes. <laughs> Question one. In the original Resident Evil game, which crank do you find close to Enrico? 50-50 really, isn't it, folks? But there we go. Okay. Question number two. What item do you need to give to Ben in desperate times? Two possible answers here. I'll, um, you know, kind of... You'll, you'll see what I mean if you get it, but there's a special item you can give to Ben in desperate times. What is it? Question number three. This is quite tricky. What number is on the lift key in Resident Evil Revelations? Uh, question number four. We've been talking about C-Virus B-O-W, so let's see how well you know. You probably need J.C. Wesker for this one. But what is the name of the C-Virus B-O-W that erupts from the chrysalid as a lizard-type creature? There's quite, there's quite a few. I hate this quote so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, how well do you know your Resident Evil 6 BWs? And finally, question number five. What melee weapon do you unlock if you complete Resident Evil 7 in under four hours? These are the five questions. Join us after this when we'll run through those answers. Time to grab the data and get out. Ah uh, ah uh, ah! Uh. didn't say the magic word! Ah ah ah! God! Ah uh, ah uh, ah! Uh. Seven minutes! Ah uh, ah uh, ah! Uh. Planet! Ah uh, ah uh, ah! Uh. Cratings! Ah uh, ah uh, ah! Uh. Hair gel! Ah uh, ah uh, ah! Uh. Bitch! Magic word! How is this possible?! Ouroboros! Ah uh, ah uh, ah! Uh. Natural selection! Ah uh, ah uh, ah! Uh. Jill! Ah uh, ah uh, ah! Uh. Shava! 
It's me, Mario. I'm a Scatman. Hello there. Wesker Jr. DNA. Time. Chris. Magic word. Chris. Stop it. Wesker. You're pitiful. Pitiful. So welcome back to Neptune's Biohazard Quiz. Let's see how everyone has done. So question number one. In the original Resident Evil, what crank do you find close to Enrico? So, sorry, we'll start with you. Uh, I believe it is Hex. Gone for the Hex crank. Uh, Rombie? Uh, hexagonal. You went for the hexagonal crank. Uh, Yoke, what did you put? I put square. It's the hex crank, I'm afraid. It is the hex crank. Yes, yeah, the square crank's a bit earlier on in the game. Points there to Rob and Stars Turret. That was probably the easiest question, yo. What <laughs> <laughs> to tell you? All those, all those hours playing Umbrella Corpse and Operation Raccoon City is just fried my mind. Yeah, also, I get extinction. I get, to, I get told off if I put those. Up questions in. Anyway, question number two. What item do you need to give to Ben in desperate times? We'll start with you this time, Yoke. <laughs> don't play Outbreak. A coin? Okay. I guess. I don't... Okay. Uh, Rombi? Uh, I have no idea. No idea. No idea. Uh, Stars Tyrant, hero of Raccoon City? It's something like um, an, either like a newspaper report or a diary, um, like a file, like a, a police file, like a confidential file, like a confidential report or something. But in <laughs> all honesty, Nick, I, I cannot remember the name of either of them. There's two I think you can give him, and I can't remember the names of either of them, but I'm sure they're like a newspaper or a report or a file. <laughs> trying to sweeten the, sweeten the quiz bars. No, no, confidential I'm, I'm report. Playing. Correct, yes. It, you give him a secret file which has the bribery amounts on it for... Um... I knew I should have fucking put confidential <laughs> report. <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah, they are bribery report files now, aren't they? Yeah, you've jogged my memory. Yeah, we go. Uh, so point there, two stars. I'll give you that one. Very good. So what number is on the lift key in Revelations? Uh, Rob, start with this time. I was saying I can't remember at all. Relations is one of my least favourite games. Are you, are you gonna guess a number though? Seven. Seven. Okay. Yoke. Uh, I'll go with forty-seven. Forty-seven. Stars turn. I'll go for four hundred and seven. <laughs> I've no idea. No, it's number four. So we all got quite close, but not quite close wow. enough. So there we go. That's tough. I was the closest. Yes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I guess seven. That's the closest to four out of all those numbers. That that is factually correct. Yes, my head is You had a four and a seven in yours. Yeah. <laughs> no points for anyone. Uh, question number four: What is the name of the C virus BOW that erupts from the chrysalis as a lizard-type creature? Stars turn. I believe it is the Strelats. Strelat. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, Rob. I, I honestly can't remember most of them. They're terrible. The only one I can even remember is that was a napad or whatever. And so I don't think it's that. I'll say that, but I can't remember. Napad. Okay, yoke. The only one I know of, and I know it's wrong, but the lip lipositor. I know, I know it's it's wrong, but that's the only the one I know. It's points to stars, Tara, and it is the Strelat. Very good. See, see, your your Resident Evil Six playthrough has helped. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yoke was on it. <laughs> I don't, remember, I don't remember nothing from it. <laughs> Snowmobiles, all I remember. 
Yeah, also doing the playthrough with JC Wesker, I'm like, I don't fucking know any of this. And he's... There's, there is a lot to remember. And finally, question number five. What what uh, what melee weapon do you unlock in Resident Evil 7 if you complete it under four hours? Yoke, did you know this one? Buzzsaw. Buzzsaw, okay. Rombi? Yes, yeah, Circular Saw. Circular Saw. Uh, Stars Tyrant? I had Circular Saw. I'm going to give you all a point. It is the circular saw, buzz or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that's fine. So points yeah. there to everyone. So well done. That does conclude. So let's have a look at those final scores. The strongest player, because he's holding everyone up, is Yoke with one point. Is this what's going to be every time I come on a podcast? I'm just going to get another point. We so it's going to be two next. We'll get, we'll get there. Another five, another four podcasts. We'll get you there. Second place is Rob with two points. But this this podcast winner with a very respectable four out of five is Stars Tyrant. You were good to give me the bad one, though, really. Oh, <laughs> well, I, no. You said, should've, you should've, said five. Should've named, should've named it by the... Well, you still would have won. But thank you. Uh, I can. You can look forward to me crushing back down to earth as a zero <laughs> next time. <laughs> Very good. So congratulations, Stars Tyrant. That finishes Neptune's Biohazard Quiz. Join us next time when we'll have some more questions. Thank you, everyone, for listening. That's been... Uh, I do like our reveal podcasts um, a lot. We do... You can li- listen back to a lot of our older ones. Uh, they're always quite interesting because we usually weigh out on some things, but sometimes we can get we can get some uh, ideas and theories spot on, which is always quite exciting to listen back. So um, I, I really like these ones. Just speculation overboard. No review of the game. Just, uh, you know, let, you let your minds run wild. So that's always exciting. So thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed it. Next up, I don't know... We. We don't know what's going to happen. Well, obviously, we'll talk about Resident Evil 8 short, you know, it, it, when the reveal. But I will say this. Biohazard Stars 3 is in the works. It's being prepared as we speak. So I'm hoping we can get that uh, relatively shortly. Otherwise, uh, we'll keep posted on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our Discord about the next podcast. I know some people have asked as well, Nick, um, about the the lore podcast for Resident Evil 3 Remake. And I think we are all in agreement that it's on a hiatus of sorts at the moment, isn't it? On a bit of hiatus, yeah. So I've got my video coming out, which will hopefully tick everyone, keep everyone ticked over for the for the time being. But yeah, we it's difficult, the lore one because it's pure speculation we've kind of had a bit of it today i suppose haven't we with talking about the kind of plagas is is it one of these things we just have to and the yeah we'll put it on hiatus and if by the end of the year the situation has not improved by that i mean as kind of sean alluded to capcom haven't made a statement about what's going on with with the canon i think we may it may be wise to then to bring it back in and then have that discussion a key point is as 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 rob said they're not about to and then sean said so they're not about to start saying oh yeah Resident Evil 3 Remake it's a brand new game yeah but don't worry about the storyline they're not going to be doing that but as we get closer to Resident Evil 8 they may be a bit more uh, willing to discuss with the fans exactly where they see the storyline going because obviously 8 is a direct continuation of 7 which in itself is a direct continuation of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 so we shall see so that's going to be on hiatus we'll probably I said hope if, if nothing's happened on the law we'll probably do that towards in, towards the the end of the year let's hope we don't have to do it I think that's I think, <laughs> I think that's the important point that we can raise so we'll keep everyone posted as what we want to do feel free to send some suggestions in what what what, you, what other what main podcast topics you'd like to hear I'm still pushing for a Gaiden one but I'm coming up against a brick wall ladies and gentlemen so I will keep trying <laughs> <laughs> on that note again thank you everyone for listening and it's goodbye from me Neptune goodbye from me Stars Tyrant goodbye from me Rombie and goodbye from me Yoke
Dracula. 